Outlaw, Mud Show, Drive-In. Welcome to the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In. My name is Joe Connor. With me is Mohammed Fathi. Hello, everyone. And I gotta say, I'm excited. Never in my life. Not as uh, Paul E. Dangerously. Not as Paul uh, Heyman, the director of ECW. Nah, have I ever been, uh, uh, had the pleasure of being at a WrestleMania. This is my first WrestleMania, and I can't wait for the showcase of the Immortals. Anyway, a little 17 there for you guys. And what, I, I, what, what's 17? And yep. and and to and to follow that up is is Pete Guest. How do you follow that up, really? <laughs> Afternoon, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well on this fantastic day. And James Blanton. Oh, oh, nope. He is not. He is not here today. All right. Um. So today we are starting off with WrestleMania 31, which you both attended, correct? Yes. Yes, All sir. Right. Um. Any uh. No, that what what city was that was in Cal? What what city in California was that? San uh. San Jose. It, it was in San Jose. San Jose. There the we go. Stadium was in Santa Clara, but uh, yeah, but the city was San Jose. Okay, I couldn't. I couldn't. I was. I was uh, spacing that one. So any um, tells of visiting the city? Any other like events that you guys went to? Um. Mal, you want to go first? I'm sure you got a list longer than mine. I mean, I can't. Uh, other visits in San. Uh, first of all, like San Jose is like this widespread area where there are buildings everywhere. It's kind of like it has that Orlando vibe of you know, there's a place where there are uh, play, uh, buildings close together and everything, and but everything else is stretched out. There's theme parks. There's and there's a Best Buy like way out of town you gotta take an uber to get there and you know uh, i did of course wrestlemania wrestlemania axis uh i naively double booked myself me and uh, me and a friend a mutual friend of me uh, of mine and uh pete's uh we double booked ourselves for ring of honor and nxt at the same on the Ooh. same night yeah we booked ring of honor first then nxt came out and then you know, i was like well well you know Hell, I can't not go to NXT, so we, uh, that's the, you know, that's the, that was the hardest day. We did WrestleCon in the morning, and then we did an, uh, we, and, no, we didn't do Axis on that day. We did WrestleCon in the morning, and, fun fact, that's the, uh, that day is when I lost my, uh, forgot my camera in the taxi, and it was gone forever, so. Oh, oh damn. A lot of, yeah. Yeah, that's why, you know, Pete can attest to this. So whenever I look like, you know, I take a picture or anything or everything, I just upload it to the phone real quick before I go anywhere. And then, and that then camera never leaves your neck, does it? <laughs> no. It's always in that why, little bag. That's why yeah. I had this. Too. Yeah, it's always, it's 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 always going to be attached to me in some way, some form or another yeah. because I learned yeah. my lesson. I've, I've, <laughs> no, I've, I've noticed that in the past couple of years of you uh, um, frantically, you know, checking to make sure it's there and everything, which is, is smart, especially, you know, expensive piece like that out of town it's like might especially yeah. more than out of town for you yeah <clears throat> exactly i was devastated on that uh then i had to buy another camera while there in san jose that's how i went to the best plan so mm. came back uh rented a car went to redwood city which is not in the same city as San. and while we were there uh i remember like uh 
you know, I met a lot of guys. I met Samoa Joe. Jimmy Jacobs was there. It was Jimmy Jacobs uh, last night in Ring of Honor because he had taken that job with NXT. So, like, uh, Ring of Honor does this thing where they give you the tickets, uh, where, you know, for the meeting and So you get a ticket, it's either a photograph or an, or an autograph. It's one of the two. If you want both, you buy two tickets. But Jimmy Jacobs, would, you know, people would pick an autograph with him and he would just, you know, sign prints and give them to you. He's like, stay, take a print. I don't care. I'm going. <laughs> And Daniels and Kazarian were teasing him about, like, you know, like, yeah, go take a photo with the next NXT head writer. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. Like, I remember, like, from Ring of Honor, the guys that everyone I met was nice. But, like, I remember especially the the Briscoe brothers. The Briscoe brothers were amazingly nice. Like, huh. when I told them I came oh. all the way from Abu Dhabi, they were like, whoa, whoa, okay, awesome. And Mark Briscoe would say, thank you for supporting Ring of Honor. And, and they were like, oh, they're so nice. And when I said, okay, thank you, gentlemen, they were like, thank you, sir, thank you. Like, it's, they have this, especially I think Jay Briscoe had this Southern, Southern gentleman vibe about him when he talks, like he's very respectful and he and I remember, like, uh, we were thinking about how we were going to do this. Like, are we going to go leave in the middle of the show to go catch NXT? But uh, there was no way we can miss Samojo versus Jay Briscoe, honestly. That's... That was a big-time match, so we needed to see that. Then we hustled all the way back to the city, uh, back to San Jose. Walked until uh, to the university. I can't remember the name of the venue, but it was a university of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um caught just the last two segments which was a confrontation between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and and, and the matchup between Finn Balor and uh, Neville I heard that mm-hmm. on and that Finn show uh, yeah. sh- that Charlotte and Sasha was amazing on that show I yeah. heard that too I missed that sure. I, I was there for that one um, like last well, year you... but... WrestleMania 30 was my first one. I was totally green. I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing, how to obtain tickets. Like, I even got a ticket for access at WrestleMania 30, walking around, seeing all these queues, and I thought you had to pay to go in every queue. But but that was all free. I had no idea. Like, I was going as close to the table as I could. I was like, holy shit, I'm like 20 feet away from Bray Wyatt. But I could have just got in the queue and shook his hand. But I didn't know. So this year, you know, I'd done my research. Um, I started watching NXT. Completely caught up with that. I was like, holy shit, I'm completely hooked with this. NXT's there. Um, I couldn't get a ticket. But a friend of ours, she managed to get a ticket on the day. And she was like, oh, I've got you a ticket for NXT. I was like, and I, I was just marking out for the whole thing. And I always remember as well, Rhino made his debut on that one as well. And um, back then it was like, holy shit, Rhino, I haven't seen for years. Um but it was a great show, but um, I believe that wasn't taped or anything, was it? I don't believe no, no, so. It was, a, it, was a, it was a regular house show. Yeah, it's, it was, it just was still awesome. Yeah. It's, the problem is they added it too late. That's why I, we had already booked Ring of Honor. It was, you know, yeah. if I had known there was going to be an NXT, I would have just, you know, chosen NXT, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But it was but, nice to, you know, get my first Ring of Honor fix in. Remember, yeah. If you remember, this is the first time uh, Kenta as Hideo Itami hit the GTS in the WWE was at that show. Yeah, yeah. He saw that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other uh, and... memories? Pete, um, uh, Pete, what else did he do? Um, access. Like, like I said, I went to the last one. I didn't understand it. Um, 
But this one, I was I fully prepared. I like, figured out how I was getting their tickets, etc. And then I found out, like, oh, you can buy your tickets just for general access, and then you get your VIP access. Um, but I brought a pack this year because I went. I hadn't got a clue the year yeah. before, and I went cheap. Like I didn't know it was it was cheap, but I didn't understand how bad the seats were going to be. So I was like, you know what? This year I'm going all out. I'm going as much as I can physically afford. Um, so I got me one of those packs. You know, it gets you VIP tickets and everything in one. So like convenience. Um, and I, I met um, Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton as my VIPs. Daniel Bryan, absolute gentleman. Um, Randy Orton, not so much. I thought he was a bit of an arsehole. He was just sort of like, oh, how are you doing? Uh, there you go. Uh, he seemed a bit... Like, he'd acknowledge... I think he would acknowledge you, but he would like... Uh, I met him next year, but I didn't... But he wasn't like overly rude or anything, but he was just, you know... I just thought, like, you know, I've come all this way, I've spent all this money, and you can't even, you know, give me a, you know, make me feel like, you, I mean, you know, you know, you just, I didn't feel welcome with him, if you know what I mean. I understand that he's got to meet hundreds and hundreds of people and sign stuff, but he's getting paid well for that, so a little bit of effort yeah. wouldn't go amiss yeah. from him. It's the whole idea is, if you're a VIP at Access, so these people actually paid to see you, not, you know, yeah. You weren't there by chance and they just got in your line. You were these guys actually pay tickets to see you in there and that's mm-hmm. you should be a little more gracious as well. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. Uh, R- Randy, if you I are mean, listening, I... if you ever if you are ever a guest on our show, you can RKO those two because I met you in two thousand three and you were a perfect gentleman, Randy Orton. You can you can <laughs> you cannot RKO me, but you have my permission to RKO these two. <laughs> I'll break I'll welcome him. <laughs> I mean, we'll be the guys who got RKO'd by Randy Orton. I mean, look, yeah, I'll take that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides, uh, 2003, uh, success hadn't gone to his head yet. True, remember. true. <laughs> no, I met him. I'm, I met him in. I met him the next year at WrestleMania 32, and he, I wouldn't say he was rude, but he was just, you know, out of it. Like he was, I, I think because he was injured at during that time, and he wasn't at, at WrestleMania. He was kind of, you know, a little bummed out, but. It was like, I said, yeah, how are you, sir? And he said, hey, bro, how, how's it going? And just, you know, took the photo and moved on. That's Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I also, it... Brian also went to 31. That's... Oh, yeah. Uh, now I was just saying, like, this one is one of my favorite WrestleMania's experience and show. It's a great show. Because also, this was the first Wrestle- <clears throat> the WrestleMania where we all met. I know you guys probably met soon. I'm not sure, but this is where I met Two you both. After. No. Uh, I, I two uh, two, uh, two uh, years after for myself. Joe and oh. I became friends at, right after thirty two, like okay. uh, online, and then we met at thirty three. You and I like uh, this is that happened like the Monday night row after WrestleMania. I told a group of people, you know, that I know that uh, we should uh, get lunch at this, you know, pizza place that's outside the outside the hotel. You know, a little a little, you know, sort of like a classic uh, old style American diner with the booth and. Yeah. And everything and the guy I told was Ollie actually. Yeah. And and Ollie had met Pete and uh, where did he meet you? Did he meet you at Raw or did he meet you after? No, I met him at WrestleMania. Um, he was a couple of rows in front of me. I was talking to a guy next to me, and obviously because he uh, he lives about ten minutes away from me, the accent he heard the accent and went, "Oh, that sounds familiar." And he turned around and he says, "Wait, this is what we say." He goes, "Where are y'all from?" And I goes, I'm from Wolverhampton. How about you? And he goes, oh, I'm from um, I'm from Pelsall. 
which is like literally you could walk I could walk to his house now how close I are I am to him and um I I might have bumped into him a couple of times but you know we we hooked up again and you know as I say the rest is history but it's it was crazy that one because if you look at the the camera side at WrestleMania all of us are, maybe not you Joe I think he was a little bit further back I was in error 31 oh. Joe wasn't there no but but if you look in that when it pans to the uh, uh, card camera, all of us are in that vicinity, and at that time we didn't. None of us knew each other, which I've, it blows my mind to think like we was all there in close well, proximity, I, and we didn't well, know. We I, didn't, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I knew Ollie before. Uh, I I met the, Ollie there after WrestleMania thirty. Oh, 30, so we okay. Were next, uh, okay. We were sitting next to each other, and. You know, I had the Egyptian flag and he had the British flag, and we were like flying it. I I got the Egyptian flag on Raw TV the night after WrestleMania 30, just you know, for this one shot, which is three seconds longer. So <laughs> totally and, worth it, though. <laughs> yeah. So so we met up like I, I can't remember. We met up outside the arena and then walked to the diner, or we met at the diner. I can't remember which uh, which was it, but it was um, me, Ali, uh, Scott. You, uh, you, and uh, you and Karima were with Ali, mm. and, he, and he came. And this is the first time I met uh, I, I met Pete actually. And, ah. you know, Pete, Pete had that big be- uh, that big beard. Uh, you know, it was <laughs> it wasn't as majestic as it is right now. Like uh, his uh, little scruff, and I was thinking, oh my, oh my, this is a freaking biker, right? <laughs> <I was like, laughs> And I remember the guy who struck up a friendship with uh, with you, Pete, like directly was Anton. You remember Anton? Yeah, rings a bell. Yeah, I'm better with faces and names. Yeah, yeah. And my cousin was there as well. My cousin was with me uh, on this trip. He also sat, you know, way back in the riser because he's there for the trip to the states. Everyone now wants to take a trip to the states. They come with they ha- they come with me to WrestleMania. That's that's like best best thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's always like uh, great, you know, to just know people, you know, yeah. to have your people. It's, you could it's bump nice, into, you know, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I say you could bump into anyone, and you know you're going to have something in common with them. You know that yeah. uh, everyone's majority of that that crowd, like when you whether you're in the street, you're in a casino, a bar. You're going to know the majority mm-hmm. of the people in that vicinity are going to be wrestling fans. And you can strike up a conversation with a wrestling fan like that. You know, there's no yeah. hate. Exactly. There's no hate. Exactly. It's, it's, all it's love. the most amazing time ever that you're standing there. And yeah. It's nice to, you know, start, you know, your network and everything. But also, it is also, like, nice that once you plant these seeds, now you have people there. Yeah. And you got like, friends for long. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are we boring you? Is that... <laughs> Is that... Me? No, Joe. Joel interacting thirty-two <laughs> when he was there. <laughs> uh, it's uh, no, I kind of. It's kind of weird because uh, for Joe, I think. Uh, I mean, we'll get this to, into this more when we discuss thirty-two. But I think Joe set up the network online before you got there. Before you even got there, wasn't it? Like, the what now? You know how you the people you met at WrestleMania 33 and so forth. I think, mm-hmm. and 32, I think. Yeah, I pretty much knew everybody beforehand. Yeah, 
Okay, but, yeah, with, I remember. I remember. With the exception of like you know a, a couple people here and there, like Ollie um, and like uh, um, Osama, Pete. Uh, Pete, Pete, I didn't correct. Um, um, but yeah, pretty much everybody else than people who you know I knew through MVS, which I joined a year before this. I joined it in 2014. Yeah, I think MBS is the reason, like, uh, you know, um, well, we're having this podcast right now. Yes. So yeah. Gonna, yeah. Shout, shout out to MBS Roundtable on Facebook. Love you guys. <laughs> Go check the mags. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shout out to Ollie Jones. Let's, uh, just, yeah, let's put that <laughs> If out he's here. listening. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's going to be listening, but anyway. We'll no. Shout out, you know. <laughs> Ollie, Ollie's like a... Ollie, Ollie is the closest thing to a vagabond you might find out. Like he just, you know, he does whatever, whatever. He's yeah. <laughs> there's no plan, rhyme, or reason to whatever he does. He said um, he's not going to uh, next year's. He's going the year after. But I think when tickets yeah, start going on sale, he'll yeah. get the bug and he'll be like, oh, you know, it's because he's already been to Dallas. But I'm like, dude, you ain't been for years. Why not? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it. Gotta do it. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember, like, uh, I met, I also met Sting at 31. He was real nice. I got Sting and Danny Bryan with the package, and then I, I bought, no, I got Sting, I got Danny Bryan and Hulk Hogan with the package, and I bought oh, Sting separately. Nice. Yeah. And I got Hulk Hogan to sign his bandana stuff here. I can't show you right now, but I'll send you guys a pic. To personalize his bandana for me, the yellow bandana. I kept, mm-hmm. uh, me and Ollie were in that line together, and I kept stepping out because I was at shop and I bought the bandana there. Then I forgot my wallet at shop, l- went out of the line, went to get the wallet. Thankfully, mm-hmm. the guys, uh, the attendants at the, the cashier at the shop were, you know, trustworthy guys, and they get and they said, yeah. "Oh, this is yours. Have it." <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, it was a white family wallet too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that's the only time I get I bring my wallet, you know, because when I'm in the states, I have like this whole clan thing where I don't, I carry like maybe at most a hundred dollars in cash, and I just take my bank card and my ID with me, no wallets. Yeah, that or anything gets lost or something, I got my stuff back at home. Right. Yeah. Uh... If you do, and I can cancel, and I can cancel the card. Yeah, if I need anything, I got the card there. Right? Yeah. And I broke the rule that one day, and I forgot the wallet at the cash. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> anyway, anyway, get back. Uh, Hogan was very nice. Uh, Hogan had Jimmy Hart with him, and there was an option to you know take the picture with Hogan and Jimmy together. But I was like, you know, I might as well take a picture with Jimmy Hart separately. This. This is like a Hogan. Uh, I remember this is where this, uh, access, uh, WrestleMania access the, for Mania 31 was where a streak was broken. Uh, CJ Parker, who would later find uh success as uh, Juice Robinson in Japan for Wrestling Ring of Honor and uh was part of NXT and he like got a huge promo where he never lost the access 
he is Mr. WrestleManiacs, <laughs> as I never lost. Oh. I wrestled in 30, 32 matches or 31 matches, eh? Uh, Thirty-three, maybe something like that, and I never lost. Uh, and I never lost. Uh, never lost a single match. And this streak will continue. And uh, his opponent was Baron Corbin. So <laughs> uh, doing the countdown. Corbin, yeah, Corbin. No, no, it was a little before the countdown. And and Corbin beat the man, and he exits the ring, and he's leaving, and I'm like next to the aisle, and he says, 33 and one is okay by me, brother." <laughs> <laughs> and. He walks, but uh, he co- he goes back in. Corbin breaks the streak, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's about it. I remember Kevin Owens was also at the NXT line. He was scheduled for the first two hours, and mm-hmm. there were so many people that uh, when the two hours were up, and he were, he had to he should have left, and you know the people started booing because Owens is leaving. So he just stood there. Like, you know, he let the uh, the newer superstars take their seats and he just stood next to them and he took pictures with everyone else that got in there for the next two hours. So he stayed an extra two hours to sign autographs wow. and meet fans and, uh, yeah. I, I met him I at 32. I met him at 32. But, um, how you know, how they gave, gave you that card so you could redeem your photo online. The code never worked, so I oh. never got the photo. I have the autograph, but I never. I even emailed WA, and they never got back to me. I still have the card, though, <laughs> but I don't yeah. think it's going to work now. <laughs> 32, 32 uh, was a mess. Yeah, so we'll, it was. We'll get to that one later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and going on to WrestleMania, this WrestleMania is one of the hardest ones for me to watch afterwards because I keep distracting myself because there's always this idiot <laughs> way. There's always this idiot in the second row wearing this sh- uh, this exact shirt, nice. you know, over overreacting to everything, which is distracting <laughs> from the matches. Like, yeah. like sit down. Yeah. Anyway, you want to go into the matches? Sure. We... Yeah. Let's see. So thirty-one um, on the free for all, we had Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Uh, retaining the tag team titles over Los Matadores, The New Day, and The Usos. Um, it was so-so. Um, it's still that time uh, right before New Day really becomes New Day um, at this point. This was where, yeah, this was where people were starting to turn on New Day. Yeah, yep, yep. This is, yeah. This was like uh, when they started doing it, uh, this is when people started chanting New they suck. Yeah. Pops new. They sucks. And the best thing, Xavier Woods is on the outside and he's losing his shit. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. We're winning. <laughs> what? what did we do? To you? Next up, we had the 30 man Andre Bell Royal, uh, which was won by the Big Show. Um, I think everybody was pulling for the final two to be Sandow and the Miz in this one. Um, everyone wanted, you know, Sandow to break away from the Miz at this point. Um, and, you know, we all know that Damian Sandow went on to multiple world championships and WrestleMania main events after this. So it all turned out perfectly well for him. He got the rocket. He (laughs) He did. Um, huge, huge ball drop on that one, in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. The main show, main, main show is actually pretty damn good on this, I have to say. Um, 
We had the ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Daniel Bryan, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper, Rest in Peace, R-Truth, and Stardust. Um, I just remember the one point of the headbutt battle between Daniel Bryan and Ziggler just being pretty fucking epic. Um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan wins the Intercontinental Championship, but much like his WWE Championship reign, has to vacate the ch- the title. Um, sad days on that. Um, we have Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. Maybe not the best counter into an RKO, but one of the best counters into an RKO. Um, in this one, I thought it was great. The, the build to this one was kind of odd because I didn't like the whole Will Randy Orton rejoin the authority or will he turn on him thing I would have had him just come in straight out of the bag going after the authority but it is what it is um, it, it's basic it Randy Orton does though, yes where he's, uh, it, where he's cerebral and he wants to he loves to play mind games yeah that actually that actually it's a part of Randy Orton's character that no one talks about that he love he lives for these mind games because he does that again in a couple WrestleManias down the line yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. Triple H versus Sting, very divisive. I notice a lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it. Um, a lot of people hate it because it's Triple H beating Sting. It's like. A Sting victory isn't really do too much. A Triple H victory isn't going to do too much. It's two legends just doing their thing. It was more about the spectacle of seeing those two in the ring. Sure, there were a few forced moments like, you know, DX and NWO who are, you know, a legit friends in real life battling it out. And, you know, why would NWO necessarily save Sting? But... It was still cool for the moment. Um, it was for the pop. It was for the spectacle. It was mania through and through. Um, I Shawn ate it Michaels up. Shawn appearing out of nowhere was great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you guys remember Triple H's entrance with the Terminator? Yeah. 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 And yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, giving an intro. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the I thought the en- the the intro was pretty sweet on that one. Um, a lot of entrances were awesome on this. Next up, we had. What you say? To myself or Pete? <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, we had tag team action of AJ Lee and Paige defeating the Bellas. Um, say what you will about you know short run times for women. Edge. This one here needed to be short because. It was basically closing the book on the old diva mentality and welcoming in the divas revolution on this one. Um, So it was not necessarily a passing of the torch, but it was one era ending and the next one starting, basically. Um, So I'm glad this one was actually a short match, um, especially considering who was on each team. Um, Makes perfectly good sense. Um, John's... Yeah, I mean, you got a team of Hall of Famers against Asia and Asia. Yes, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, United States Championship, John Cena defeated Rusev. Um, 
I wanted Rusev to win it, um, but John Cena's victory was great because I loved the U.S. Invitational that year. It led to some great Raw matches. Um, I think Rusev, you know, doing a couple losses in a row to Cena kind of hurt, but you know he rebounded a year, about a year and a half later, finally. Um, and then, you know, of course, <laughs> goes down again after that. Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. This is the match that I... Oh, before pers- that, mm-hmm. before, before, Undertaker for, before Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt... The, is this the Rock segment? Thing yes. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't sure where... I couldn't remember where that was on the card. Um, yep, the the Rock That's and Ronda... That's why they the, you know, the... Um... I thought that was actually pretty sweet, honestly, because um, it was set. It could have set up easily the next year's Mania. Of course, that didn't happen, and it was you know three years later until Rousey finally had her first uh, Mania match. Um, but for the segment, I really liked it. Um, it's another one where you got a lot of people who didn't like it because there were a lot of people who felt the rock was coming in to do nothing it's like anytime the rock comes in he gives it his all um the the rock doesn't half-ass any appearance that he does a lot of people hated that ronda rousey was brought in one you know they were in negotiations with her at that point anyhow two it's mania through and through having a celebrity especially one like that (laughs) where a lot of people hated it and hated her later Yes, I, I, but there was a lot I saw that night that were trashing it because it was a celebrity involvement moment. It's like, have you never watched a WrestleMania before? Like, WrestleMania is all about that. <laughs> celebrity, the celebrity interaction is, is what WrestleMania was actually built for. Yes, exactly. It's, it's why they want the WrestleMania. It's the whole thing that... The original concept of WrestleMania was the was the fusion of the WWF with pop culture. Yes. That's why you got the rock and wrestling connection. That's how you got Mr. T in there. How you got uh, Mike Tyson, Cindy Lauper, Cindy Lauper. Uh, yes, that's Lawrence. the name I blanked on. Cindy Lauper, <laughs> Lawrence Taylor, uh, Muhammad Ali. Yep. Yes, Liberace, Muhammad Ali, Liberace. Yep. Uh, a lot of big names. A lot of Floyd, big names. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Aki Bono. 45th president of the United States, <laughs> uh, Donald Trump. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. It's the whole thing was you got to mix it with with pop culture. That's how WrestleMania, that's, that was the original. Now it's not, and now it might not be the same. It's, it's a little bit more of like this is the biggest show in wrestling mm-hmm. oh, and we have celebrities there but yeah. the original premise of it was it's the WWF or the wrestling industry crossing over into pop culture yep. that's what it was all about mm-hmm. that's why we have Bad, Bad Bunny at the next one and, yeah and possibly Logan Paul Ugh. no I don't think Logan Paul is going to be involved at wrestling yeah just smack it down uh, just as oh, I hope you're right yeah, <laughs> Um, next up we had 
Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Um, this is where I would have had, if Taker would have lost this streak, this is where I would have technically had it. I would have had Lesnar lose to Taker the year before, Bray beat Cena the year before, and then Bray beat Taker this year. Um, I loved Bray's entrance on this one. I think it was pretty awesome. Um, And I know a lot of people going into this one, and I agree, it was a relief to watch because you could finally watch an Undertaker match without anxiety. Um, You can just watch it as it is without having to worry about, oh, is Taker going to lose on this one? Some, you speak yeah. of yourself. I'm, I feel that anxious about every Taker match. And then the main I, event... I was there and I was like... I'm just going to ask you, like, uh, mm-hmm. before we go to the main event. Mm-hmm. So, you would have had Bray break the streak, but mm-hmm. having what happened, where the Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. would you have still have had Bray White go over? No. I, I, because a lot of people wanted Bray Wyatt to win this, but I was like, he can't. It it went it, it's it's the whole mentality of everyone thinking a loss means a burial. Um, a lot. I, I yet again after this, people were like, oh, there's no reason that Taker should have won. It it makes sense for him to win because it's a rebound from the year before. Bray, even to this day, br- sure Bray has been mishandled over the years. But a loss of the Undertaker isn't gonna hurt Bray Wyatt. It didn't hurt Bray Wyatt because 2015 he had a fantastic program with Roman Reigns, um, a program that showed that Roman Reigns could work. Um, Bray Wyatt didn't get hurt from this, and still to this day people say that Bray Wyatt has been buried over the years. It's like, for fuck's sakes, the dude closes raw he um you know has been a three-time world champion now um yes he has been mishandled for certain angles but he's not buried the dude is not a jobber or anything he He is he is presented as a main event player yes yes exactly and losing to the undertaker did not start that um even losing to John Cena didn't start that. But, yeah, a lot of people said that Taker should have lost I would to say this. the second loss to Cena was unnecessary. It was. Because um, a lot of people wanted Taker to be... I'm not sure if you guys had seen this, but a lot of people wanted Taker to go on a Mania losing streak. Did you guys Ooh, see? No. Th- th- there was, yeah, there was quite a few people online who wanted Taker after the loss to Lesnar, to lose for like three manias in a row and then finally win his last mania. Um, I was not on board with that at all. No, that sounds awful. That's a car wreck of an idea. I, mean, I, would, I, w- I would love it for anyone else, honestly, but it doesn't fit the under. Yeah, exactly. No. You, you, gotta, you gotta understand that uh, also that's not how streaks work. You don't just, you know, Keep winning and then just 
starts losing. Yeah. Losing if we're talking about losing streak, ask her talkings. He knows a few things about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's his gimmick. It's uh, the idea yeah. that you're waiting for that next win. Mm-hmm. If it's Undertaker, and let's be honest, you don't know when his last WrestleMania is going to be. Yes. be the next one. That it's pretty uh, hard, you know, book that thing. You should. It's if he's coming once a year, you should book it match by match. You can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You can't have that long time story storytelling if you don't know because now after watching the last ride, apparently after WrestleMania 30, every WrestleMania could have been his last. One. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just don't know. Yeah. So main event we had. Uh, uh, what were you gonna say? I'm just uh, gonna say that, given what happened, like it's uh, like how that story was booked, there was no conceivable way where you would have Bray Wyatt win that match. Right. It had to be the Undertaker. Yeah, because it was your traditional Taker <clears throat> battle where it, very like it's coming mid. Back from, yes, it was coming back from <clears throat> exile. Yes, and especially the build. Of <clears throat> Bray Wyatt, you know, building the casket and everything, um, and all those video packages that they had. It was, you know, very mid '90s of Taker having to go through a monster. It, it was your traditional Taker tale. Um, Taker needed the victory here. Um. Then in the main event we had it was supposed to be Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, and then we had one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. This is a way I had kind of envisioned a Money in the Bank cash in to happen at some point, but I was thinking it was going to be more along the lines of in the ladder match, but having Rollins come in during the match, cash in and win the WWE Championship was amazing because he had been on a year-long hot streak. The Shield turns face a year prior. For like two months, they're the hottest face act besides Daniel Bryan. He turns heel, wins money in the bank. He pretty much becomes the top heel without having to hold the championship um, and then cashing in on the biggest show of the year was epic. It was an ingenious way of doing it. You get that shot of pretty much old school Ring of Honor Rollins, you know, uh, swinging the belt on the top of the ramp. I fucking loved every second of that. As soon as he entered the ring, I was on the edge of my seat sweaty palms hoping this is going to happen you get that a lot of times when you get money in the bank cash-ins um especially if you really want that guy to cash in and win it you don't yeah you don't know you don't know if it's going to work or not yeah and it's one of those things where if it doesn't kind of like it say um tlc this past year when miz originally cashed in it can it can take you out you can just be like oh shit it's like that happened um but yeah for Rollins it worked out and 
I'm sure we'll do some stuff on money in the bank in a couple, in a, about a month, two months. But um, I think this is one of, if not the best cash-ins, at least for me, top three. Um, fantastic way to close the show. Um, very enjoyable WrestleMania, much like the year before. It doesn't feel overstuffed. Um, great pacing. What did you guys think of 31? You want to go first, Mal? <coughs> oh, you want mate? Oh, well, um, before I uh, start talking about this one, I need to change this chair, man. It's, it's not very comfortable. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Ah, ah, I see what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, much better, much better. <laughs> I had that bit in my head last night. I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm gonna well do that. done, well done. <laughs> wow. Nice. WrestleMania 31. Actually, you see that? Uh, nice. I wish I could do that, but mine is all wrapped up under that shield over there. <laughs> uh, I've got I'd got him on standby. <laughs> I was like, awesome. I'll go do that. <laughs> yeah. The best WrestleMania awesome. let's see, for me. Let's see how much you're going to sit in that shield. <laughs> I've got two others over there, so I won't be in too long. Um, <laughs> for me, this was the best WrestleMania for me. I must have watched this WrestleMania 50 times. I, at first, when I first started watching it, I get it, Mel. I totally get it. I was fixated with myself. I was like, you know, like I, when, I was, when I was there and I'm watching it at home and I kept seeing myself go, looking at the Titan Tron, seeing if the camera was on me, and I'd be like, and then you just do some sort of, over-the-top reaction like you know stuff like that just to say oh look at that guy um <laughs> I, I had my wolves top on as well um i even got put on the wolves website um wolves fan representing at wrestlemania got called out on there which is pretty cool um but yeah, it, yeah it, send us a, a send me that article we gotta we gotta link it in yeah i'll see if i can find it it's a long time ago um Fantastic card as well. Fucking hell, what math, what a great card this was. I, I like I said, I've watched it at least fifty times. I'm not exaggerating there. I could go and watch it now and still mark out out of a lot of moments on this. Um I'll just go straight onto the main card. Uh that ladder match paved the way for um intercontinental ladder matches at WrestleMania. It was the first one. You know, you know, like a, a multi man one. Um thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved um, every all of the entrances. Um, I was a big Stardust fan at the time. Don't hate me, Oni. Um, I'd like to do. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> um, I wanted Luke Harper to win this one because um, I was a massive Wyatt, Wyatt family fan. So I thought, get him the belt. That'd be awesome. Um, that explains but, the beard, though. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> um, that bit at the end, Joe, where there was on that ladder, headbutt, yeah. headbutt. I, I couldn't call it at that point. I was like, this is anyone's anyone's shot. And then when Ziggler fell off that ladder and hit the deck, I was like, oh man, what an opening match. That that got me like hyped. I was I was ready for this WrestleMania. Um the next one, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, J and J Security. How, how can anyone forget them? Those guys were such a barrel of oh, laughs. Yeah. They gave us some good times, man. Um that RKO, like I say. It wasn't the best RKO, but it was it was definitely up there. 
Um, and I do remember an interview. It was either with Seth or Orton. They said they never re- they they rehearsed this and they never hit it in rehearsals. They couldn't. They didn't. So when it comes to the match to to get it right, it was like you know. I think that's why Orton had like that massive hour actually. So like, ah, like yeah, because he was like, holy shit, it worked. But fantastic to to get flicked up in the air off someone back of someone's neck and hit that. Wow. Um, Triple H Sting. If you're around the age of 30 right now, this was right up your alley, this match, because it had nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Seeing Sting in the WE ring for the very first time, um, Triple H's entrance blown out the water. It was out of this world. Um, Sting's entrance was all right. I didn't understand with like the um, the Chinese doing the, the with their instruments. I don't quite understand what reference that is to Sting, but it was still cool. But Triple H's entrance, wow, wow, that was the idea is that Sting was pretty big in Japan, and uh, uh, you know, I wasn't. I just thought it's cool, but I don't get the reference. Um, yeah, it's, H- it's it's a very it's a very obscure reference that's not you know that wasn't relevant to the character they had. Though. Yeah, yeah. But that Triple H entrance, yeah, I get that was just promoting a, t- a new Terminator film, but it, it was fucking awesome. Hairs standing on the back of my neck for that. Um, the match was well-paced, considering there was both getting on. Um, but, you know, when you look at it as a whole, you know, i got NWO, i got DX. We even got a Shawn Michaels at the end of that suit yeah. kick. When we got DX and NWO, I thought I was like, jaw to the floor. I was like, fuck, that is incredible. I can't believe I've just seen these guys. And then Shawn, now Shawn Michaels and then... Oh shit! Shawn Michaels was a super kick. I didn't. I didn't even see him get in the ring. I was just too busy fixating yeah, everyone else. And then I turned around. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, Shawn Michaels super kick. And then he just sort of like gave him the the nod and went. But whew, wow, you know, there's no downtime in this WrestleMania. For everything was like shit. This is amazing stuff. Um, AJ Lee Page. Fantastic to beat the Bella Twins. I'd never been a big fan of those. Um, no. Obviously, from being UK, I was a massive Paige fan. So for her to be at WrestleMania and me seeing it, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, John Cena and Rusev, again, another fantastic entrance from Rusev in mm-hmm. that tank. That was awesome. Um, and then later on, he admitted that he had sex with Lana in it, but that's another story <laughs> for another time. <laughs> well, he claimed um, he claimed that he had it. He didn't Oh, <laughs> I don't believe him, honestly. Oh. <laughs> um, see, I wanted Rusev to win because everyone was high on Rusev, you know, undefeated, blah, blah, blah. Um, the bit with uh, Lana on the apron when she, like a last-dish attempt, she's throwing the shoes at um, the referee. <laughs> um, who throws a shoe? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, seeing has got to get his moment in, you know. Can't let young talent over, you know, get over on John Cena at WrestleMania, so... I get that, but like you said, Joe, we got some fantastic uh, US Open challenges on Raw. Fantastic. But it, on, on the whole, it was a good match. Now, this one, Bray Wyatt was my guy. He couldn't do anything wrong, you know. Um, but then you got Undertaker returning. Bray Wyatt built this feud over the majority of a year without Undertaker even stepping in a ring. And I was so hyped for it. Like, I think it was um, a Raw in Manchester where he had the rocking chair in the ring and then you heard the gongs. And I thought, oh, shit, Taker's at Manchester. 
but then um, the, the chair got hit with a lightning bolt and the chair was on fire and then Bray Wyatt was just laughing at it all. I was like, the build-up for this is fantastic, but one man built this match yeah. off his own back. I was like, wow, this man could sell ice to an Eskimo. He's just <laughs> incredible on the mic. So, and hot I, seat here, uh, Pete. Yeah. Who did you want to win? I couldn't call it. I wanted Bray Wyatt, and then I wanted... Want to win? I wanted them both to win, if that was possible, <laughs> but... You know, I was like, Bray Wyatt's man. Oh, he's going to beat The Undertaker. But there was back and forth exchange, and I couldn't call it. I was like, nah, it's Taker. Taker's got this one. Oh, shit, now Bray Wyatt's sister. It was just... But, you know, looking at it now, all these years later, the right man did win because he needed that win, Taker did, after the loss to Brock. Um, Brock. If he hadn't lost to Brock, I could have given Bray Wyatt that one. If he didn't lose... If he beat Brock Lesnar, I'd have given Bray Wyatt that win. Personally, if you had to lose one, that's how I'd have played it. But two in a row, looking out now, I'm like, yeah, I can't, you can't do that to Taker. So I, I understand that. But at the time, I was just on Cloud Nine in Bray Wyatt, and I was like, this man is incredible. And then this main event, the heist of the century, <laughs> as Michael Cole said, the heist of the century. I had, I didn't like Brock Lesnar. I wasn't hot on um, Roman Reigns either, as I'm sure most people weren't. So going into this match, I was like, uh, we've had our matches. We've had our Undertaker match. I've seen Bray Wyatt and with his awesome entrance as well. You know, and I was like, I don't give a shit who wins this. I don't like either of them. So, you know, we'll watch it and we'll take it for what it is. And then you hear that music hit and then he runs down the ring and he's like, oh, my God. Nobody saw that coming. i never seen that on a dirt sheet, on a, or a spoiler, nothing. I heard absolutely nothing about this. And then like, when he came in, expecting him to bash in after the match, but yeah. during the match is a stroke of genius. To make it a triple threat, it was like, whoa, okay, this is different. But for him to show up, I was like, holy shit, something could happen here. And then when he when he does what he does and walks out of there with that belt, oh my god, I've never felt so high in my life off wrestling. That was just that was a what the fuck moment, but it was incredible. I thoroughly enjoyed this WrestleMania. Was one of my favourites, especially to attend. Um, so yeah, Mal, pass it on to you. It was a good WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> it was alright. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now, now, honestly, I would say like there is a there is an argument can be made that this could be one of the that this could be the best WrestleMania of all time, if not one of. I mean, mm, no, one of if not the. One of if not the yeah sorry. yeah um it's like I said I I distract the hell out of myself every time I watch this WrestleMania I'm like huh you know I try to be in this match and then I'm I'd be like sit down you idiot like, look, <laughs> look at you your mark <laughs> yeah sit down <laughs> um I remember like uh, during the pre-show like uh, during the Andre Battle Royal I was the pretty much the only person in my area that was cheering the Miz. Like, everyone was like, let's go Miz down. And, I, and they'd say, let's go Miz down. And I'd go in and say, and Miz! Let's go Miz down. <laughs> and they were like, what? I guess, well, you don't want Miz down to win because if he eliminates Miz now, he's going to be there with the big show. <laughs> like, yeah. Um... Again, uh, Sandow would have been a good option, but I think, I think 
for it to be, uh, you know, in order to legitimize the Andre the Giant uh, WrestleMania Cup, you needed an you needed a you needed a big man or mm-hmm. like a legit main event big man to win it at least once, and that was mm-hmm. the big show. So, yeah, I think. And honestly, to be honest with you guys, I would have had him win it another year, but you know, not not necessarily thirty two, maybe thirty three or thirty four, but you know, just to build it up. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. main show, I remember like starting off with Daniel Bryan is awesome. Yeah. It's it's a great uh, it's. It's a way to get you hyped up because you know you start doing the yes chance. You're ha- you're happy. You're at WrestleMania. The sun is beating down on you, but you don't care that much. Uh, God, it was hot in there. The, oh man, that day, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember because I had a hat on when I took it off when I got back to the hotel. I had a white line right <laughs> here. I was yeah. as red as that. Also, yeah, and it was the the day I forgot to you know to take my sunglasses to to the WrestleMania, so I was like, ah. <laughs> and I had been accustomed to sunglasses for so long, so I was like, it mm. took me a while. And they didn't have, you know, that, like, you know, the roof above the ring was transparent for some reason, so, you know, no protection from the sun whatsoever. You... Yeah. And I was glad that it got dust. Oh, sorry. When I was just what? saying, I was glad I was glad the sun was going down before Taker's entrance, because I couldn't picture an Undertaker yeah. entrance <laughs> in the daylight. Yeah. Like when that tri- Triple H rock like... thing, it was like you could see the sun. It was just about to go below the stadium. And then when Takers came out, it was just dusk enough to make it look dark. But I, I, I was genuinely worried about that because I was like, Undertaker enters WrestleMania in the light. Nah. So <laughs> yeah, the timing was great. But... <laughs> that, yeah, rumors were going around that the, actually WWE management was worried about that too. Oh, wow. Or, uh, Not just yeah. me then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, everyone was worried. I would have, oh. you know, and I was thinking, well, maybe have Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt go on last. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, it it might have been good, but it's, he needed like, and me speaking as an Undertaker mark, I would have been happy if Undertaker had gone on last. But I think WrestleMania 31 needed that, the last image mm-hmm. to be Seth Rollins holding yeah. the WWE Championship on that stage. He yeah. didn't. Get in book, you know, you can't have another ending to the show uh, other than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was nice that the Undertaker, the whole match took place during dusk, like it's it didn't even get fully dark even after Undertaker won it. But... Yeah, it was just enough. Yeah, it, it was also a you know a unique ambience that you're not never gonna see again for an Undertaker. Yeah, exactly. Where it comes out where it's half dark, it's between day and it's. Uh, I remember Dean Ambrose coming out with sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. And he tossed it to the guy. And I was like, man, he's out here and he's wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> so, side note, you know that jacket that he wore? There's um, yeah. a page on Facebook called Signed by Superstars. And he's actually sell- selling that jacket signed hmm. by Dean Ambrose at the moment. He wants uh, three nice. grand for it. Which, are, oh, if you've got the money, I suppose it's worth it. But. I seen it the other day. I was like, "Oh shit, that's is cool as fuck." Yeah, it's got he's got pictures of him signing it and everything's got. It's yeah, all about board. Yeah, plus I if you start wearing the, the jacket, you might you know start becoming kind of half-assed uh, talent as well. So who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Besides, 
Does he? Uh, I mean, you have the, the his his John Moxley now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the match was good. Like uh, I remember, he went crashing into the table that was set up right in front of us. We were worried, and the table snapped in half. And uh, sorry, did I say table ladder? And the ladder snapped in half, and you could tell then that these ladders that, you know, that break are actually wooden. They're oh. Not. I, don't, I genuinely didn't know that. I mean, st- steel bends, it doesn't break that easily. It's like... If there was aluminium, unless, it would bend. Yeah. Yeah, unless you could have an adamantium claw or, <laughs> or you know, a samurai. Or a good samurai sword. But... <laughs> It still hurts as hell. It doesn't take away from mm-hmm. what they're doing. <coughs> Excuse me. And yeah, great match. Danny Bryan wins. That's great. And it's also one of those things that are inside baseball that you guys, that you you know get accustomed to once you go to a number of shows live, is that you see the superstars standing there watching the Titan Throne with you because they want to know when the camera is going to cut back to them. <laughs> You can see it caught in camera sometimes where they, you know, they show the superstar watching and uh, and then he sees himself and then, you know, goes back to celebration. That was yeah. Danny Bryan on top of the ladder. He was looking <laughs> towards the screen, looking, <laughs> watching the replay. Okay. Oh, they cut back to me. Let's do this. Uh, and uh, great match. Let's see what what we had on next. Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. Orton's entrance was great. I remember it's it, it wasn't anything fancy, but it's just, you know, Orton just has that star quality about him. You know, he comes up and I took a picture of him. I don't know if I can find it or not, like uh, with him, you know, doing the whole, uh, you know, doing the pose on the corner and the sun is beating up on him. He looks he looks like a superstar. It's, he looks like a Greek statue, you know. He does. <laughs> he does. Uh, it's amazing. Like he's... And... I remember, like, a lot of us, you know, Seth Rollins was in this match. A lot of people were cheering him, but we were saying, like, you know what? Hey, Seth, save your save your strength for the cash-in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird because usually, like, uh, you know, when Edge started this whole cash-in thing, it, it would be in the back of your mind. But I think in the 2010s, like, afterwards, it became a very prominent thing. Ever since, I think, Ziggler cashed it in. It became a prominent thing in your mind, like in the in the forefront, where oh, this guy can cash in tonight. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a big shift, and so Seth goes on. Like, uh, I'm gonna ask you guys something because I genuinely cannot remember. Is Seth the first male superstar to is the last guy to keep the briefcase to, uh, all the way up to WrestleMania? I think everyone else cashed in earlier, right? Um, afterwards, well, after him, the guy who won in twenty fifteen. Ambrose cashed the same night. Ambrose cashed in the same night. Um, twenty sixteen Baron Corbin. No, twenty uh, seventeen was, was Baron Corbin. Um, he cashed in before Super tw- 2016 was Dean Ambrose. Um, 2015 was... Wait, yeah, 2016 was Dean Ambrose. You're right. Mm-hmm. 2015. Kane. Was it Kane? 
No. Kind, kind of missed now. That was uh, 2010. Wait, uh, wow. Cena won it in 2012. Yes, yep, 2012. Um, yeah. 2015 was... Was it Sandow? No, that was... No, Sandow no. was 2013. Yeah, 2013. Ah. Um, God, who was 2015? Hey, Money in the Bank 2015. Oh, God. It was Seamus. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So he, he cashed in at Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, cashed in at Survivor Series. 2016, Dean Ambrose, same night. 2017, Baron Corbin, right before SummerSlam. 2018 was... Twenty eighteen. It was twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen was Otis, um, who lost it to the Miz. Miz didn't do it before uh, me. No, Otis uh, was twenty. Otis twenty twenty. Twenty 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 twenty. Yes. Brock twenty twenty. Yep. And he cashed it in um, right after. Um, twenty eighteen was. Oh God! Twenty eighteen was Braun Strowman. Oh yeah, so oh. He, he, yeah, we, no one, no one could remember that. Yeah, so so Seth was the last one to take it to Mania. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's uh, you know, it's kind of nice to have Mania without the money in the back looming because it's an extra factor to think yeah. about, I guess. Yeah. But that's um. The RKO was magnificent, mm-hmm. and even Seth uh, says this, uh, Pete, that uh, Orton celebrated too much because he was so excited that they actually hit him. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Triple H versus Sting. Triple H likes to, if he's not in the main event, be right in the middle of that show so he can get the card while they're still on. Yeah. Uh, great entrances. It's a great match, as you can say. I am... I am apparently prominent in this match, uh, like you know, people. Okay, there, buddy. Yes. Because I, this is the match I got a lot of text uh, on that uh, that you know we can see it clearly. Now. Hmm? What is it? Uh, the one thing I didn't like about this match was Sting and Triple H shaking hands after. It was done now, wasn't it? It was a one and done. Yeah. It was a one and done thing, but it's still the the dude hit you with a sledgehammer to win. It's not mm-hmm. like you guys had an honorable <laughs> fight. Where you shake yeah. him because he were his hand because he was the better man. Yeah. Mm. It's... it's still fun. Anyway, AG... <laughs> yeah. No, it's still fun. I didn't say it wasn't fun. <laughs> it's just, you know, a little nit there are small nitpicks that drive me crazy, that's why I... Yeah. We've all got them. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, uh, if I wanted to, sh- you know, crap all over this match, I would say, why would the NWO save Sting? But that's another. <laughs> yeah. Another discussion for another day. <laughs> yeah. Um. I remember AG Lee and Page versus the Bullet Twins. I was, you know, I was just so happy. Even though I am not from the UK, I was, uh, I was a huge Page fan. Yeah. You know, wanted to make it clear that it's not a monopoly. On the <laughs> no. 
Well, I know, I know how it is with NXT UK. It all seems like, oh, well, it's from UK, so he has to love it. <laughs> and I love Deji Lee. And um, I remember I actually shut down a segment of fans that were close by that were going to, that were trying to start a CM Punk chant. Yeah. And I just turned on and I said, no, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> I have <Which>. spoken. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of people, you know, afterwards smartly started modifying the chant to AJ Lee instead of, you know, CM Punk. So yeah. People would come from CM Punk and they would say, AJ Lee, AJ Lee. Now, the next night was something completely different, but we'll get there. Cena uh, and Rusev. Uh, yeah. I wanted, I also wanted Rusev to win because, you know, I, I could see an upside in Rusev because. I had grew a liking to Rusev since day one in NXT when he, you know, he was still the Bulgarian good. He would break those boards with the opponent's team on his knees. Yeah. So, and the tank was, tank was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun little story here. Uh, how did he get home after WrestleMania, Pete? Back on the tank? You the, uh, you, yeah, no, you. <laughs> how did, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't use the tank. Oh did no! You use the, did, you, did you take the train back or? Oh no! A uh, coach. I was on coach. It was part of the package. Yeah, the coach, the Amtrak thing, yeah, right? Yeah, the yeah. Train, the... yeah. Yeah. I remember I was in a train. Uh, I rode in the train. A lot of wrestling fans, so we're talking and everything. And these two guys, also British, were talking about the match. And the other, and one of them was teasing the other. He said, he kept saying he missed the tank. Because he went to the, just you know <laughs> driving it in here the whole way back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I loved it. I remember like uh, there's this part that they cut out of the network or the DVD. I can't remember. They cut it out of one of them. Where Cena's entrance, they had all these you know presidential speeches coming in and yeah. When George W. Bush came on, he got booed. Uh, he got almost booed out of the <laughs> yeah. stadium. So they yeah. just you know. <laughs> I think that's why they cut the part out. <laughs> <laughs> and then Triple H and uh, Stephanie came out, and you were like wondering, okay, this is this should be something big. And if you remember, Ronda Rousey was there the whole show. She didn't just you know go ringside for that particular segment. She was there for oh, the beginning of the show. I didn't know and, that. Yeah, yeah, her and the four horsewomen of uh, the UFC, uh, mm. you know, that are now in WWE. But yeah, yeah. And the Rock, when The Rock came out, everyone lost their mind because it's a it was unexpected. B, if you guys uh, remember, the night before WrestleMania, he was hosting Saturday Night Live in New York. Oh yeah, I I don't I didn't so know. Like, yeah, so you were like, well, he's not, you know, New York, Los Angeles, <laughs> but he's not gonna be here anyway. <laughs> great match, great moment. I think, I think justifying Triple H winning the Sting matches because you knew he was going to come out later and have this moment with The Rock. Mm. It might have been, or it might have just been, you know, WWE is better than WCW. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was just shocked uh, that Triple H came back out. Because he, he got yeah, battered it, in that match. It was, yeah, it was, it was physical. It's like, wow, you've had a show, you've got changed, and you're coming out for another segment. I was like, oh, wow. Props yeah, to you. Yeah. Taking this no. uh, 
yeah. Great segment. Undertaker versus uh, Bray Wyatt. It was, again, like, it never gets old seeing The Undertaker come to the ring for me. It's always, you know, a goosebumps moment. I always love it. Uh, I'm looking at the timing of this match. 15 minutes, 12 seconds is actually longer than I remember. I thought it was like 10 minutes. I did too. It's an amazing, amazing to have his entrance come out. I mean, when he took out the giant, he looked much better than he did the year before. Yeah, agreed. He looked a little more buff. He looked a little, you know, more physically shaped, more yeah, able to walk around. And I remember when uh, I remember I actually during his entrance I stood on the chair, and I did the and I did the whole thing with him. You know, the raised the arms and and then just as I'm coming down, the security guard is coming over to the fence and he's just pointing at me. I'm saying, "That's not gonna happen again. Don't worry." Sit down. <laughs> sitting down now don't worry about it <laughs> and I just love this match it's I just love it because it's the first time I see the Undertaker win a match while live and in person it's uh-huh. also great to see him come back it's that moment where you know Bray does the spider walk and Undertaker just sits up that's a that's mm-hmm. iconic it's oh yeah it's the night visual it's Great, great, you know, I'll, I, it is match of the night for me. It's probably not the best match on this, on the thing that could have been Orton and the set or something, you know, but it is my match of the night because I got all, all what I wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the main event came around. I was kind of spent, but, you know, we'll just go with it. Reigns, Orton, and, uh, sorry, Reigns and Brock Lesnar come out. I remember they fudged up Reigns' entrance where he punched the the ring and the fireworks had a little bit of a delay. Yeah. Fixed it in Foxtel <laughs> Ring, but it's... And the one thing I remember that irked me was I did not like Reigns laughing through the punishment he was taking from Brock Lesnar. Same, it yeah. It felt a little forced. It felt forced. It wasn't... Again, it wasn't an earned character moment. Not like, you know, this guy thrives on pain or anything, or he's coming back. It's like he kept laughing, and he never amounted that comeback that he should have mounted. You know, if someone's like that confident about being beat up. Yeah. Seth's cashing is honestly. Well, it should be at least it's in top three. It's in at least the top three cashes of yeah. all time. I think it's. Number one being Edge the first time, and uh, and Ziggler the second time. Mine yeah. would be Edge number one, Miz in two thousand ten, and then this. Yeah, Miz in two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an amazing shot. It's uh, it's an amazing thing because a lot of people did not care for Reigns that much. He was pushed too fast. Like a lot of people <laughs> said, Reigns is not ready, and. A lot of people, and I guess a lot of people didn't want Lesnar to retain as well, so Seth was, you know, the perfect guy for it. And and that was an amazing WrestleMania. Yeah. It's You leave it, you're happy, you go back, and you turn on the TV uh, to ESPN and you see Coach talking about the cash-in and, you know, that's how you do it, that's the best it wasn't too much either. 
this WrestleMania no. compared to what we had going forward. This was this is that's just enough. You know, we don't need eighteen just, hour yeah. WrestleManias. Exactly. We don't need that. Exactly. Especially I being mean, there, especially it's just a burnout. The, especially without warning too. Like if he had yeah. you know pissed herself for thirty two, it might have been different, but Damn. <laughs> uh, a quick story from the Raw the next night. There's uh, two things that happened. Like, first of all, the beach ball thing started, I think, at that WrestleMania. Beach ball, mate. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> night. That night. Throw, uh, the Raw after. And it was cute at the time, honestly. I did. Wait. Even no, Jericho got behind it, didn't he? I think it, I think it started the night after 32, not 31. Ah. But 31, I remember the main event was Ryback, Reigns, and third guy versus Big Show. And oh, this is when they were doing the wave. Yeah, this is when they started doing the wave. And people, you know, smart marks chanting and doing stuff. And Ryback is like, I'm right behind the, I'm behind the corner where the faces are. Ryback is a baby face at this point. And Ryback is getting a kick out of everyone, you know, huh? Chanting and everything. And so he tried to get them to go, big guy, big guy, but didn't go over. But then Big Show tags in. Big Show tags in, so Ryback, you know, looks at the crowd, huh? looks at the, you know, the group of marks that they're chanting, and he, and he <laughs> says, please retire. And it starts, it actually starts. <laughs> and the please retire uh, chant comes out, and then and then we started chanting them, tell us more, tell us more. <laughs> and you want to talk about, you know, having a chance, like an offensive chance, the women's match on the Raw after WrestleMania, those chants were you know, downright defensive for version years. I don't know if anyone if you I can't remember. I don't remember them. Not the chance. I don't no. think they made it I don't think they made it on air, but anyway, it's uh, I think it's AJ Lee, Paige, Naomi versus the Bella Twins and I wanna say Alicia Fox. Probably. And you know, the use of chance, but then while Bella uh, while uh Nikki Bella's in there. They start the you suck, but then they go you succeed. I remember that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it kept going for everyone. And Naomi tags in, and they said you suck, Uso, and it's like, oh god. Yeah. Cringe. It's funny, but it was like, Ugh, yeah. That's okay, the thing guys... that I notice the Raw after Mania. It used to be like the smart mark crowd who would you know want vengeance from the night before. Now people just shout whatever the hell they want, and they think it's gonna stick. Um, want to get them? Yes. Want to get themselves over? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Hoy- Heyman's uh, Heyman's also uh, promo on Raw was awesome, and Brock Lesnar just you know going ape shit destroying the announcers table and mm-hmm. everything inside was great. That's 31. Let's move on, sir. All right. 32. This was my first WrestleMania. Um, uh-huh. Tell us. The other event, well, much like Pete was saying, uh, you definitely don't know exactly what you're going to be getting into necessarily on your first one. Um, I didn't have uh, tickets for TakeOver or Raw. Um Raw, I just watched at the hotel. Takeover, um, watched at Kevin Nash's party I was at. Um, 
which was kind of cool. Like, um, Billy Gunn was there, Kevin Nash, um, Adam Cole, um, pretty cool thing. Um, other things I attended, went to NXT Access, um, that was awesome. Went to... Tapings or... No, just... Tapings or just matches? Just just matches. Um, The next day, the day after I went, is they they had um, the tapings, um, which everyone was buzzing about Nakamura, um, which was a huge buzz around the whole entire city that week. Um, But I also went to... um, I went to Evolve, um, which... Basically, everyone on that card is in WWE now. Um, and then I also went to WrestleCon Super Show, uh, which was awesome. Um, WrestleMania was my first one. That the, the tickets I had bought, it said it was... It wasn't on... It was like eye level, it said. And I was like, all right, cool. So I bought them, but it was standing room only tickets. There was no actual seat. So I had to stand <laughs> for six, seven hours, whatever it was. Um, Ouch. I actually, I, so I um, kind of talk about the show at the same time as this. Kalisto versus Ryback was watching a little bit, but there were still people in front of me. So as soon as that match ended, it took from that point until the start of the tag match, two matches later, to get to the other side of the stadium. And that's where I wound up watching the rest of the show at. Um, but even during the show, had to watch it on a lot of it on the actual Titantron because people would, you know, be standing in front of you or whatever. So anytime someone would move, you know, you try to adjust to get a little bit closer, but then people would still want to get in front of you at random points throughout the show. Um, so my first mania was great, but it was also a disaster. Um, so the, the, um, the women's match, I only saw bits of while walking through the stadium because they would have those screens throughout the the stadium. Yes, correct, correct. The pre-show match, which was Alicia Fox, Brie Bella, Eva Marie, Natalia, and Paige beating Emma, Lana, Naomi, Summer Rae, and Tamina. Um, So that one I only saw bits of on the screen. Oliva's beating the actual women. Yes. (laughs) Um, But there's just that, you know, buzz and electricity... That is different than anything else. Like, standing in line to get into a WrestleMania is a spectacle unto itself, especially in um, Dallas. It was, I thought it was normal. Other manias are a little bit better. This one had so many different lines going outside, um, and they had to keep adjusting people to get into different lines. Um, But it's... Mania itself is a hassle to get into. Like uh, the only other one that was really bad besides this was in New Jersey. Um, that one had a lot of 
very similar lines as well. Um, but I just remember this one had, I thought it was a normal thing, but after attending, you know, two others the next couple of years that were way there easier ones, to get into. Yeah. The, the line was a disaster, but even though it was a bunch of mishaps while there, I wouldn't have changed it. I still loved being there. Um, I got a chance to see, which actually I'll talk about this one since it's on here, I got to see Zack Ryder win the Intercontinental Championship, which I easily could have left the show right then and there and not <laughs> seen anything else. That literally made my entire weekend. Um, that was one of, if not the biggest markout moments of my entire life was watching Zack Ryder win the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Um, that was amazing. And that's one that during that match, when he was signed up, like, I didn't give a shit. Like, I was like, hang, I was literally like, trying to hang onto a wall to watch that moment. And it was just a huge shocker that actually happened. And it, yeah, it totally made my entire week. Um, so that was amazing. Um, I honestly would probably say Evolve was my favorite show of the weekend. Well, no, actually, possibly between that and NXT. Um, but that Evolve still had a lot of NXT ties because um, at that Evolve show, they were promoting um, the Cruiserweight Classic because the Cruiserweight Classic was going to be using guys from Evolve. Um so even that Evolve show had WWE yeah. ties to it. Um, like um, TJ Perkins um, was there, and he claimed that he was going to win the entire tournament, which he wound up doing. So I was like, well, in hindsight, that's pretty cool to have seen you know, his mission statement you know, come true. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was a, I loved the entire weekend. Um, definitely got more used to it in the next couple of years for sure um but fantastic weekend altogether. um how about you guys any other shows that you guys went to i don't think so i just did did the usual raw smackdown nxt nothing no indie shows i wasn't an indie guy at that time still like Oh, I'm here for the main show. I don't want to see all these smaller shows. But obviously, I grew up and, you know, I evolved myself. <laughs> and now I love it. <laughs> I love the smaller shows. Evolved. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play on words. You see what you did there? I see. <laughs> How about yourself, Mal? Did, you did, you, did you do that SmackDown feed? Because it was in Houston, it wasn't in Dallas. Oh, was that when it? That was when it was Tuesday nights, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I, oh, I don't know. I, I <laughs> you, I, you're making I, me question I, myself I now. I don't think you did because we talked about it, and uh, I was going. You were. I, I can't remember. Was it acquired? Uh, uh, I might. I might not have then. I may not have. It was still but I had in the same city. They did not add it because the, the brand split was not happening yet. Ah. Uh, I know I had a pack for this one as well, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> if it was that far away, probably not then. Probably not. How about you, Mohammed? Any you shows have, you went to? Houston, we have a problem. 
I I watched NXT Raw, the SmackDown in Houston, and uh, you know, I was in the building during the NXT TV tapings. But uh, you know, the there was an the Undertaker signing. Pete was at that one, and you know, you couldn't just say. But uh, I remember from the NXT tapings. Naka, like, uh, you know, Nakamura's song would play in the arena, huh? In the small arena they set up. And you would see the whole convention center just starting to buzz. Like, people were standing in lines at Axis. They would just, you know, we were sitting, actually, you know, because we knew the Undertaker's still going to come out. We want to sit down and have play. And I was just, you you know, everyone would stand up and just try to see him. See what's, you know, you got to take a look at Nakamura because... His thing, even like you know, that's how strong it was because he he was there one night, but his theme music had become so iconic that yeah. uh, once you hear that guitar riff of that then 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 Nakamura Nakamura's here. Wait, let's I'll try to see him. And that was great. But I also saw the most uh, realistic, gritty technical wrestling sh- wrestling promotion there is out there kaiju big battle oh. and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know just talk about this quickly for people who are not familiar <clears throat> Pete uh, <laughs> yeah I'm scratching my mouth see on the back <laughs> yeah kaiju big battle you know uh, kaiju is the term for Japanese monsters or you know, yes. okay. like Godzilla or Godzilla or Mothra, Rodan. Yeah. So there is this company. It's also it's also under the WWN umbrella, like Evolve, and they have this thing. Uh, they have this promotion called Kaiju Big Battle, where actual kaiju's face each other's. Okay. Not known kaiju's, not like Godzilla or you know. Uh, <laughs> Destroyer or something, but they have uh, guys like there's a giant octopus. There is this guy called the Kung Fu Chicken Soup who wears like you know a soup <laughs> thing he's going in there. Okay. There's robot they have, and the ring itself they set it up. They put a lot of you know tiny buildings in there just to you know add the ambience to it. That there's these guys are actual kaiju's destroying each other in cities. I have okay. yet to go to on one that. yet. It's I've watched them on YouTube, but I have not yet gone to a kaiju it's an in amazing, person. Uh, it's an amazing atmosphere because everyone, because unlike, you know, I usually hate it when wrestling has the wink to it that this is all fake or anything, but again, you're there to watch monsters battle it out. So Plus they're usually at midnight too. Yeah, it's at midnight. I thought it was going to be like at two hours. It, it, it was also right after NXT TakeOver. TakeOver ended at midnight. <laughs> so I had to walk to that convention center and they stayed until 3 a.m. I was like, you would see like during the uh, during the halftime show, uh, there was this guy rapping and doing this thing, and then he said he had a you know the first half I was standing on my feet the whole time. There's no seats, but then you know uh, they had a halftime rest hour. I went got some merch, found me a place, found me a spot right there in the first row, sat there, not gonna move for the rest of the night, <laughs> and. I talked to someone about it the next day, and they were like, oh, why didn't you just leave? And I'm like, I do not walk out on wrestling shows. I don't care what's <laughs> going to happen. I'm not. Yeah, like, same I'm, here. I'm at the wrestling show. I'm, I'm at the wrestling show. I'm going to see it till the end. Yeah. Time. And 
anyway, this guy is rapping and they said, well, I'm going to do a freestyle. Everyone at ringside holds something up. And uh, I'll freestyle about it. And I was like, I'm sitting there in the first row, so I like hold anything up. So I'm just going to sit here, try to sink into the seat, hoping <laughs> it passes me by. But then again, you know, there's I'm in this area where there's nobody occupying the seats next to me. So I'm just, I kind of stick out there. Eh? And he walks in and he says something like, you know, he wraps it and he says, because this dude is not participating. That's okay. Give me a fist bump. And I'm like laughing and he asked me to give him a fist bump. So I'm just sitting there and I'll go, there you go. <laughs> and uh, we get back. Well, once he's done, I gave him a standing ovation and he didn't believe. He said, dude, you stood up. So I was like, wow, was it really clear that I was this out of it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they had a three a trio of guys called Unicorn Party, and you had to chant Unicorn Party, Unicorn Party to go. And that night they had Koda Boshi. They even had a vignette of him coming in and talking, and there's a supposedly an evil clone of him out there, and uh, who doc the Doctor Cube, the Cube guy, you know, who's supposedly that main heel of them, was devising him. Anyway, Koda Boshi comes out. And wrestles everyone, and uh, you know the commentary on these shows is not like regular commentary. It's a guy talking into a microphone, so he's like providing even the live commentary to the people in attendance. Okay. And he talks okay. about it. Yeah, it's it's a funny way. It's a very tongue-in-cheek thing. It's and he kept talking about like Coda should be tired. You know, there's that jet lag thing, and you know Coda was still at that was at NXT Takeover if you remember at the same time. He's in attendance, and then he got to this thing. And then he starts, uh, like, he's fighting with one of those kaiju. They go under the ring, and they replace the kaiju with a dummy. Koda mm -hmm. does this freestyling thing. And <laughs> while he's doing this, and again, everyone is in on this joke, even the fans. So we start a chant going, this is wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great night. Ended at 3 a.m. I tried to walk back to the hotel. Got lost. Ended up wandering into another, uh, tried to stop a trucker for directions that he thought I was just some drunk guy. <laughs> so he kept going, and I went into another hotel, asked him for directions, and, you know, I got there. It's, uh, again, it, it's the only show I went to, but then again, I'm happy I did this show because I wanted to do it two years earlier. I could not, you know, logistic-wise, I didn't know how to get there and stuff. So, yeah. You know, this was my third WrestleMania, so... And you guys could attest to this. By the time you're at your third or fourth, you're like a veteran now. I, yeah. You know, I yeah. know how to get around. I know I know how to. And afterwards, this is where I evolved to become the most prepared guy, the most evolved, you know, I know uh, WrestleMania. Sorry, no offense to anyone in this chat room. <laughs> but I am the most, you know, you know, the most prepped guy for WrestleMania week that I know. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, <laughs> one thing about when you're talking about Nakamura's music at Access, at Access and, like, the Superstore, there's just something about, like, the audio system there where it's, like, anytime there's, like, an announcement, anytime there's music, like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, you feel every single emotion while you're at, like, yeah. an Access or if you're at even just the Superstore. Like, there's music playing, like... It feels triumphant, the music that you yeah. hear at those places. Like, it sends, like, a chill up your spine, and you feel, like, in your heart when you're there. 
even though it's yeah. just somebody's music playing yeah, in yeah. a store. Exactly. It, I, you know, just, I could play yeah. it in my car and it's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because you you're there, you're you like, oh, hype. Yeah. Yeah. No, even when you go through that uh, big tunnel for access that start, that huge thing with the banners on, and they play yeah. just Superstars music, where you can feel it's like... Oh, episode. God, yeah. You're like... And at that moment, you're there, you're... And this would ring true for you guys as well. You're in the... You're at the coolest place on Earth. Yeah. yeah. There is nowhere else you'd rather be. I'm yeah. at Axis. I'm at the heart of wrestling. This is awesome. There is a ring right there. There's superstars I can meet. There is... Elimination chamber. Pockets. There's an elimination <laughs> chamber. Yes, 32. They started the elimination chamber. At the yeah. Day. Yeah. There's a shark cage where you can pose and you know take pictures. Which is your favorite aspect of professional wrestling, as you've noted the past few years. What's that? Sorry. Uh, you talking to me or? <laughs> yes, your 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 love of the shark cages at. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh the games. shark cage. Yeah. Yes. You know, I love. Yeah, you know how much I love shark cages and and the way they use them now. Ugh. But, uh, but what, still, what? Oh. being in there is good. Being mm-hmm. in a shark cage is nice. <laughs> While you're on the subject of um, WrestleMania access, I've got a little story that I need to put in this for this WrestleMania 32. You mentioned that I met Undertaker this year. Well, I was ask a t- you. There's a story behind that. Yeah, and I, know, I know. I know that story. I, I, yeah, but for people that haven't heard this, I have to say, uh, I have to tell this one. So I'm a bit more wary of WrestleMania access at this point, and I know that you buy your general and you can meet whoever's in there as long as they're not VIP. I, I got that concept now. I knew Undertaker was going to be there Saturday afternoon. I was like, if I can just get in the same building as this man and stand 50 feet away from him, I'll die a happy man. So I goes up to the booth. I'm like, can I have a ticket for a general for Saturday afternoon? Sold out. My heart sank. I was like, shit, I can't believe this. Um, Ollie was going. And I was like, you know what? Even if I just stand in the lobby, I'm going. I'm going. Um, so he goes in. He'd done the morning one. Um, and I went in with the morning one with him. And then the afternoon one rolled around. And he got a VIP. He brought off someone that very day for Kevin Owens. And he goes, I'm just going to meet this guy to get this Kevin Owens ticket. I said, I'll come with you. I'll come with you. So I goes with him, buys the ticket, having a little chat with a guy who uh, sold the ticket. And he goes, um, oh, I've got a, a Dudley Boys VIP ticket. Are you interested in that one? I was like, um, I've met the Dudley Boys. I'll take that, though. I just want to get in the same room as Undertaker. I goes, how much do you want? Free goes, 30 bucks. I was like, take my money. So I gets up to the line. And you give them the ticket, and they give you the corresponding wristband to who you're going to meet. So, give them my ticket, they put the wristband on. I thought nothing, I didn't look at my wristband. And I got in the queue, and I was talking to the guy in front of me, and he looked at my wristband, and he was like, you're going to meet Undertaker? I was like, now I'm going to meet Dudley Boys. He goes, dude, you have an Undertaker wristband <laughs> on? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I, I felt like I'd won the lottery at that point. I felt like a million bucks. I was like, holy shit. I just want to be in the same the same room as him. And now I'm going to shake the man's hand. Wow. So, and then when I got in the queue for Undertaker, people was, I was talking to this Australian guy in front of me and he paid a thousand dollars for his ticket. And I was like, I've just paid 30 bucks for my, <laughs> you know, like the odds of that happening. It's in the millions. 
so, some guy fucked up, gave me the wrong wristband, <laughs> and he made he made my dream come true, <laughs> and I'd never met him again. But you know what? A, wow, wow, that'll never happen like again the, to anyone else. I was like I was the, nervous. I I was so fucking nervous. Like I could have cried. I could have cried. I was like, you know, I was choking. Right. I was choking. Um, and he was like, "Why are you so nervous, Farkas? <laughs> You're the Undertaker." <laughs> You know, I was just marking out, and then, like, when I was ready for the photo, I didn't want to, like, you know, fangirl it kind of thing. I'd try and look, look professional, like, you know, stern face on my, you know, with a, you know, with a fist, just like, you know. Um, and then when I shook his hand, <laughs> I'll always remember this bit, because I look back and he's like, you idiot, why would you say something like that to him? <laughs> and he was like, you know, he said, see you later. And I said, lovely to meet you. And I was like, why would I say something like that to the other day? Lovely you to me, yeah. A, you are such a Brit. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Why did I say that? Lovely to me. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, like, so that uh, happened. Yeah, fancy. <laughs> oh, Undertaker, fancy seeing you here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that was my uh, little story of Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, Interestingly, I was in that same line, but because you know, you told Ollie about it, so literally everyone we knew found out in seconds because Ollie just, you know, he paid for the Dudleys, but he got the Undertaker. Yeah. What a trade! What a trade! Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. Uh, and so yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a great story. Nobody will pay that cheap to me, Undertaker, ever. <laughs> Cool story. You know what? You know, I had actually tickets for the Ring of Honor TV taping at the same time the Undertaker signing was going on. Mm. But then they announced the access sessions. I was like, well. Choices were made. <laughs> Ring of Honor, Undertaker, I'm sorry, but. Now, Brainer. Now, Brainer for you. Now, Brainer. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a mutual friend of ours who bought those tickets uh, yeah. for both of us together was not happy about that. Yeah, because I left him, you know, kind of turning, and I said, if you can sell the tickets, you can sell them. If you're not, I'm even gonna pay you, pay you for them anyway. But I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see the Undertaker. I'm not. Yeah, was that your first meeting of him? No, that's my second. Ah, I met him first, okay. first at thirty, and I did the whole same thing where I, fan, where I fanboyed over him, and I was like, "Hey, you're the greatest wrestler of all time, and I, came, <laughs> yeah. and I came all this way for you." And he's like, "Thanks for making the trip." <laughs> that's a good voice. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you practiced it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you guys want to hear more about, you know, my first meeting with The Undertaker, you can uh, look up uh, last week's episode, available wherever fine podcasts can be found on Anchor. Also, check us out on YouTube, where, I, where that is also there. <laughs> Pete, you got to do the, thumb, the thumbs up thing as well. I'm looking at the camera off. This, this, this just. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and, you're doing a, and Joe is doing the whole, you know, car salesman thing. Come on down and <laughs> But meeting him the second time was great. There, this time I was a little tongue-tied because I was thinking, what am I going to say to him? <laughs> yeah. Somehow I had this idea of like, you know, I in my verbal diatribe the last time I told him everything I wanted to say to him so so I was like 
great meeting you. Thank you. It was like, you know, a standard meeting, but it's a, it's a way better picture than the one I had with him the first time. Did you get him to sign the urn at Access? You know, he signed it to Mohammed. Yeah. Because I I wanted something personally signed, like to Pete. But they kept saying, oh, no, he doesn't sign names. On the the second time, on the second time, they couldn't. Even though my old friend, even though my old friend, uh, Tim White White was there. Yeah, but he (laughs) didn't. So it was at 30 where he signed it. To you oh, personally. Yeah. Yeah, because ah. I know, I, like I say, I wanted, and there was like, no, no names. They just sign, get you out next. Yeah, and Even though I couldn't get him to personalize it, I got him to sign the first picture we got together. Oh, cool. Ah, nice. See, that's the signature right here. But, uh, you know, it took me ages to find the, to get that picture. The first time they sent me that picture of WrestleMania 32, you know, they put you in the WrestleMania access frame. Mm-hmm. And they had the logo cutting into my face. So <laughs> oh. I'm like, you know, half obscured by it. And I raised all kinds of help. First of all, I went to the Axis guys over there and I told them about it. And, you know, SP Dudley Boy. And- I remember meeting Dean Ambrose and Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair and Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair was one of the nicest people you ever meet. It's... And she was like, huh? That was the... I told her I came from Abu Dhabi. And she said, oh, we got an upcoming tour to Dubai, but we're not. But I'm not going there. Maybe the next time. And <laughs> she, she was like apologetic that she was not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and not by I her remember, choice. Like, I, yeah. And one of my favorite also pictures at the... At, Axis was the ladder match, uh, ladder, and Bo Dallas, and me and Bo are both th- uh, doing the thumbs up to the cameras. Go, Bo Lee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And I met Keith Slater and uh, Axel Curtis Axel. And when I said I came from Abu, Z- Abu Dhabi, and Axel's sister Slater, I was so over there. I was so over, and he Slater is not believing it. And I said, "It's true." Actually, when he came out, everyone was doing the Axelmania chant. <laughs> that was quite big so for I, a short period of time, wasn't it? Axelmania. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and they ran with it. And it was gonna be a big thing because him and the, if you remember him and Sandow did the the Mega Powers thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's doing Hulk Hogan, and but then Hogan had to fuck it up and mm-hmm. get, <laughs> you know. Be a be a, you know, a bitter a old man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one way to put it. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, <laughs> I just made honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, but you're being nice though. The, the, oh, some <laughs> I thought I was being harsh. <laughs> no, I'm harsh. Trust me, in the situation he was in, the bitter old man is the best. Is yeah. The <laughs> okay, we'll we'll nice leave it at that then. <laughs> This is not a trash talking show, so anyway, unless, <laughs> no. unless you're Lex Luger. <laughs> or Alberto Dorio. Oh. Or Alberto Dorio. Or a honky tonk uh, man. Yeah. 
or Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> so we, 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 we're not going to add Hogan to that list because he, no. he's too big for us. Uh, I remember the thing you had with Randy Orton at 31. I had the same thing. I had the, that experience with, uh, with Dean Ambrose. Like, really? Just out of it. Yeah. What, drunk? No, he was just not into it. Ah. I met Drax you know, Swagger that year, and he was drunk out of his A guy would try to shake his hand, and he'd do the fist bump instead, and uh, he was like, you know, you could tell by his general demeanor that he'd rather be anywhere but there right now. Yeah. Not, yeah, not a big fan. I got fan. turned off of Dean Ambrose for a while. I got uh, turned off of Dean Ambrose for a while uh, after that. Um, yeah, I'll get that, especially when you paid good money to meet him. You'd expect a little exactly. bit off him, at least a handshake. Yeah. Uh, some some of them just don't give a shit. Mm-mm. They're Speaking still getting of, paid uh, either VIP, way. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of dicks at the uh, of people of wrestlers being dicks at uh, the VIP access WrestleMania 32, Alberto Del Rio. Uh, <laughs> who paid to see him? Uh, no, thank God. No. <laughs> or maybe I should have. Or maybe I should have honestly, because he was a VIP access. People were yeah. lining up to see him. And anyway, he's there for two hours, so you can come at any point. Like if it's if he's there from ten to twelve, uh, from ten to twelve, you can just go there at eleven fifty-five. Yeah. But since not a lot of people, you know, paid to see the real, his line <laughs> was pretty short. He left <laughs> about thirty reasons. minutes early. <laughs> yeah, he left about he left about thirty minutes early, and not everyone was in uh, came to see him yet. And, you know, I actually learned that trick from Ollie where, you know, if there's a long line for a VIP guy and you're at the, you're still going to be at the end of that line, there's not, there's not much sense of wasting two hours waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Might as well come in no. at the end. Exactly. It's going to be, the, exactly. he, you, you have a wristband with his name on it. You're going to see, you're going to meet him. Just be within the time frame. Go yeah. Do something else. But there's like about. Six or seven people that did not get to see Del Rio, even though they paid for him, he left and he wouldn't come back. No, so they well. had to. So they had to, you know, give them all a lot of my, you know, monetary things to, you know, make up for it. So a lot of people got their WrestleMania seats upgraded. Some of the other guys, there's a couple of guys who bought the, the VIP package, had everything, and they said, well, "What are you going to do for us?" And they got him them as per their request, this exclusive dinner with the Bellas. Wow. As much as I'm not a fan of this, I'd take the dinner over meeting Del Rio. At least the yeah, food would be same. good. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, sit, you know, meet a dick for two minutes or sit uh, or have dinner with two beautiful women. For... Yeah. Well, yeah. No brainer. And did you, did, did you guys do a WrestleCon? I, yes. Um, I, I, uh, went and I, I th- thank you for that. Cause, uh, I got a chance to meet a, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, got to shake his hand, got a picture taken with him and I got to actually exchange money with him and buy a ring of honor DVD when I met Steve Carino and, that was such an amazing moment. The dude is super fucking nice. Um, like I, I was uh, um, 
just talking to him at, at WrestleCon, um, and I was explaining to him, I was like, you know, love your commentary in Ring of Honor, loved your work in Ring of Honor, um, you were one of my favorite guys in ECW, um, love all your, your entire career, and dude was so humble about everything, um, shake my hand, you know, talking to me about things, you know, asking me, like, you know, what I've been doing the weekend, what I won't be doing the rest of the weekend, um, so that was pretty fucking sweet, um, but that was pretty much my main WrestleCon experience, was, um, meeting up with Steve Carino, and that just really stuck with me, and I, like, you know, I, I had the pick with him, and I have a DVD that I actually purchased from him, so I was like, alright, this is pretty awesome, so, I mean, it, it was, that the entire weekend was awesome, because I got to meet Steve Carino, who's one of my favorites of all time, got to see Zack Ryder win the championship, um, I discovered Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., and Marty Skrull all that weekend, because uh, they were all at the Evolve show, um, so there's a lot of stuff that stuck with me from that weekend, um, but yeah, the, um, WrestleCon and Steve Carino is definitely one of the top moments, probably, honestly, probably the second moment of the weekend after Zack Ryder. Um, I, I went to WrestleCon, uh, for, just to meet one person, because I, I've admired, I admired her for many years growing up, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't aware of her WrestleCons and everything, but I was aware of this, and I was like, going to meet this, this wrestler, and I got there on the Friday, and there was a sign on her table, and it said uh, something about a flight. She'd missed a flight or something. She'll be here tomorrow. So I went back sure. tomorrow, yeah. And then obviously she passed away, and I, I was gutted. I was gutted for that. That, that one was that was really bad. That was because I, like I said, I was a massive fan of hers for years, <laughs> and to to have met her and then that happened, I was like, shit, that's that was awful. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was my experience. My first WrestleCon. <laughs> Oh, so thirty-two was your first WrestleCon, yes. But the the one the year after, I I hit that big time. I had quite a few off that. So, yeah, that was my first one. Yeah, I love going to WrestleCon. Honestly, it's it costs you a lot of money. Yeah, that's you, that was the problem. Yourself, it's you know, just it's a it's a, a black hole every, of how much it's going to yeah, cost every, you. Every year, I say I'm not going to do WrestleCon anymore because. <laughs> It almost it sucks away. It sucks away a lot of cash that you just you know you. It's even hard for you to keep track of you know what's going where. Yeah. But, but thirty two I think was the one where I went all out and thirty two. It's always I take the picture, get the smart card, the, the SD card out of the out of the camera, connect it to my phone, upload the picture to the phone, then send it send it to someone. To, I think it was either my cousin or my dad. I'd send a picture to them by WhatsApp. You know, hold hold on to this just in case I lose it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, this WrestleCon, I had a lot of the, that WrestleCon, especially I had a lot of fun. I met a, like a ton of people. Like I had two missions. Well, one was you know recover all the pictures that I lost yeah. <laughs> from the year before. Which I eventually did, except for a couple. I can't remember. And I eventually, not at this WrestleCon, but you know, it built over the next. Day. I remember Melina was one of the nicest people I ever saw. I ever. That's met. what I've heard. And, 
yeah, WrestleMania 31, I met her because I had like this amazing, like this huge crush on Molina. And I was like a nervous wreck meeting her. So like 32, I met her. I'm like, you know, I've met this play before. I'm more confident. I, I was, you know, on this diet. So I looked kind of slim. I'm like, you know, well, slimmer than I usually am. I want to look, I looked almost like a normal person. So I was, um, I had a little more confident boost to it. So I talked to her and I said, well, you know, uh, last time I'm, I, uh, last time I met you, I was a nervous wreck. And, uh, you know, she said, well, next or oh, really? And she said, Why the, next time just bring the picture so I can sign it. And, and I said, well, would you believe I lost the camera? That's <laughs> <laughs> And she was so empathetic about it, and it's uh, nice. And uh, the next year, she actually recognized me, so uh, that was that was nice. a nice moment, honestly. And one of the guys I meet every year uh, at WrestleCon is uh, also Matt Striker. And Matt Striker actually for thirty-two. I don't know if it was by design or not. Did not charge me for the photo. He was like, "I'm used. I know where I you like, are." No. <laughs> yeah, because because I you know I I chat him up every time because I like my Matt Striker a lot. I was, mm-hmm. And every time I'd meet a TNA wrestler at WrestleCon, they would say, I tell them I came from Abu Dhabi. They'd say, Oh, I've been there. And, uh, and I say, Yes, with TNA. I said, Well, I actually missed those shows because I'm sorry, but you guys did not market those at all. Like, I found out day of, and I was traveling out of the country. True story, by the way. Yeah. Hmm. And I said that, and uh, Abyss even told me that he was like, The arena was empty. We didn't have a lot of any. Wow. Said, no one knew. They had a lot of, you know, I mean, there there were people there, but there was nothing. And the way I found out Tina TNA was there, I was packing my bag because I was heading to the airport, and there's like a billboard outside my, like, a block away from here, from outside my window. And there's a, there's a cultural convention, so, you know, it's clear from here to there. And that billboard, almost no one looks at it. <laughs> <laughs> and it just had TNA wrestlers on it, and I'm looking, and I'm like, shit. They're here for three nights. Starting today. If I had known, I would have delayed the travel. You know. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff Jarrett said the same thing, and I said, "Well, you guys, I'm sorry, guys, but you guys did not market it at all." And he said, "Jeff Jarrett just, you know, well, he said I've been to your beautiful country." I said, "Yes, with TNA." I said, "We missed it because you guys did not market." It. And he said, "Zero marketing. There was nothing." <laughs> Which kind of, you know, it goes into thing like, what were they thinking? Why would you go to a country? Do an international tour, mm-hmm. you know. Fly not tell anyone. Not... <laughs> exactly. Why wasn't it? Uh, why weren't there ads on your show? Yeah. Not even. Let's not <clears> say <throat> even local. Why didn't you guys say, "Well, we're coming to Abu Dhabi or something"? No one knew. <laughs> and that's why it don't exist. Well, no, still, it does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it's still rolling. Well, they exist. Yeah. But not as much. Well. They exist, but yeah. Vacuum, but it's still. It's it's weird. It's kind of like if you're gonna you know spend money to do an international tour, you have to market that international tour. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not like because arenas are not in the middle of the city here as well; they're like outside on Yes Island or somewhere else. So you're like, you have to go out of your way to go attend the show. So you have to mm-hmm. know about the show. You're not like gonna pass by and oh, there's wrestling in this building tonight. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not Labu or whatever <laughs> they have in New York. Anyway, um, I also have one of my pro- uh, most prized possessions I got from WrestleCon 2016, and that is, uh, I'm actually kind of uh, giddy saying, 
a ring-worn <laughs> Pentagon Jr. mask. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, it's silver. I'm going to guys send you a picture. It's, it's outside. I have it uh, in a setup. It's a ring-worn and a Pentagon Jr. mask, which was Pentagon mask. It's also a tribute to Phoenix, so it has, you know, the Phoenix flames on the eyes and so forth. Wow. That's, you know, that's uh, that's my favorite, you know, physical thing that I got from that press <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Anyway, you guys want to do the matches or just move on to the next one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we can do a quick run through of it and then we can move on because this is pretty much becoming a, uh, a a mania thing. Um, actually, for this one, for these for the for the matches on for these ones, um, this is all kind of like stay our opinion while we're going through it. That way, we can keep talking about yeah, like our actual yeah. mania. Uh, memories as far I as think, like yeah, that's good. being yeah, there. That's be um, so covered the first few matches. We had Jericho defeating AJ Styles, um, which I remember a lot of people were like, "Oh shit, AJ, you know, he's he lost at Mania. He's just gonna be mid card." Then the next night, he becomes number one contender. Yeah. yeah, and goes on to main event with Roman Reigns and do a lot of yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. And he by and the end of the year, he's the champion. Yeah, before that, if you guys remember, also in the ladder match, you guys remember that pop for Kevin Owens? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Mm. It broke the it, it almost broke. It's the first humongous pop of the night. Is when Kevin Owens' music plays. It's yeah, like, like those chords. Then and then and then and then and, and, and you hear everyone going, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even people who did not want him to win, but it's like, wow, Kevin Owens is at the WrestleMania. It's like he it it, it, it showed what a star he had been the past year and you know what was to come from the end of 2016 like the 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 dude definitely has that star quality to him um we had league of nations uh defeating the new day in a six-man tag which was then followed up with austin hbk and mick foley coming out which was you know it was a it was completely random yeah. it didn't really make sense but you know, it's a mania moment. It's a mania moment. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, they had at that point they moved on to you know what we don't have to the mania moments don't have to make a lot of no, sense. No, nah. yeah. Um, Lesnar defeated Brock Lesnar defeated Dean Ambrose. Um, I like the build mm. of this one. The match, <laughs> excuse me, the match itself was yeah so so. It's a, it's a standard why. match and. Uh, if you ask Dean Ambrose, it was Brock Lesnar's fault. If you ask Paul Heyman, it was Dean Ambrose's fault. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I remember the uh, best thing about this, you know, at the WrestleManias before, like every time, uh, like you would, uh, you would, you know, Lesnar would do the German and we'd start counting. And mm -hmm. I remember 31, uh, Paul Heyman would turn around to the crowd and just do the, you know, yeah. just, you know, motion the numbers. But I remember when Lesnar uh, at this WrestleMania hit the 10th uh, German suplex. I don't know how, how much in the stadium it went, but in the uh, like at least at the part in the ringside, everyone went ten, mm -hmm. ten, ten. Yeah, it, because, it, it, know, was, it was it was hot for that. Yeah. Um. This match, a lot of people thought was going to be the main event because, um, if you remember outside, um, on the banner, they, they had actually, them in the center. Yeah, had the three yeah. women in the center. They had Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha, um, and. I was like, wow, there's a good chance this actually might be the main event. Um, you know, these three here, you really can't go wrong with. 
Um, it was for the inaugural women's championship. They retired the Divas title earlier in the night. Um, great match. Um, I don't know if it would... I'm trying to think what I actually would Matt. say it would be match of the night, but this might have been match of the night, honestly. Yeah, as far it was as very good. Copy, yeah, I think it, it, it was match of the night. Um, I would give the not the Undertaker and Sheen for the you know the atmosphere itself, but yeah, like bar as a bell to bell action, this was match of the night. I Undertaker and Shane, I I, I I loved that match honestly because yeah, um, yeah, it it was face versus face, but it felt like a mania match. Like it was refreshing for Taker. Um, Shane, you know, we hadn't seen in years. Um, Shane guy, of course, you know, even though he was working face, he still got some, you know, heelish McMahon moments thrown into it. Um, I thought it was a awesome match. Of course, you know, has some Shane McMahon moments in the match because it's, it's you know, Shane awesome and match. Hell in a Cell. <laughs> um, we had the twenty man. By the way, mm-hmm. it's. It's Undertaker's favorite uh, uh, crowd, if you remember from the Stone Cold session. Oh, yeah, he did say that, didn't he? Mm. So we were part of that, guys. Yeah, we made it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this was a great entrance, too, for The Undertaker with the explosions and everything, and this being the biggest, uh, you know, attendance ever, and... uh, I remember, like, I'm I'm losing I'm losing my shit because this is the first time I ever saw... uh, I'm ever attending a Hell in a Cell match, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's. I remember it said, but I think for this WrestleMania, maybe this match should have gone on last because this would have kept the crowd hot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unlike, unlike the championship match. Yes. Because, I've got a. Yeah. I've got just got a very quick question for you, Mo. Um, on the Raw before this WrestleMania, when Shane McMahon uh, dropped the elbow on Taker on the on the announce table and gave him that black eye. Was you annoyed at when you met him and you had the photo with him and Taker had a black a black eye? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say I was annoyed. It's like no. I was like, I wish he didn't have it, I but I was like, I, I, I would say, yeah, it would have been better if he hadn't had it. But yeah, it is what it is. I wasn't gonna. So know, I blame Shane McMahon for that. I'm like, you ruined my photo, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, Apparently, yeah, and, and Taker's mom did not cut Shane in the slack. If you. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not too happy about giving a baby boy a black yeah. eye <laughs> um, Baron Corbin won the Andre Bell Royal which actually surprised me because he came out you know with the generic music yeah, and just exactly. walked through was, yeah. yeah they hit him in plain sight um, but I was Shaq glad because surprised me was yeah Shaq was in the Battle Royal that was yes weird. yeah uh-huh. I remember the best thing about this one was when uh, it came down to Corbin Kane. Sandow was in there, no, but the uh, but the what the outcasts were all in. Oh there yeah, yeah. And they were going, and then both said, "Let's do a boat train," and they ran, and they just you know <laughs> they ran, and Kane was standing there, and then both said the other way, and then they ran the other way. Corbin was in there, was standing there. I, I think Sandow was my favorite part of it because he got a great pop when he like yeah. showed up and was like, you know what, I'm gonna get in the middle of these two giants and do my thing, and then you know was quickly out. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The but it showed that the, it showed that the fans were still really behind him. Um. Yeah. Rock came out to talk about the attendance record interrupted by the Wyatts. Um, 
Rock then, you know, beat Eric Rowan in six seconds. It's a great moment, yeah. It's it's not a burial, it's nothing else, it's just, you know It's a mania. It's giving yeah, it's giving the fans a rock moment and the last rock match right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so Eric Rowan can say like he was in the Rock's last match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And possibly the Rock's shortest match. Yeah, seven seconds, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, R- R- Rowan has a few uh, has has a few records with the Rock now. Um, yeah, and then and um, yeah, but you could say that like uh, this was also great. Like uh, if you guys remember, do you guys remember the overall that Bray was wearing with the faces mm-hmm. in it? Mm-hmm. Sort of like a leather face type. Yeah, thing faces on it. That was uh, that was a great. Mm. And then it was a question. Came out, right? Yeah. It was a question whether Cena and uh, White, Bray Wyatt was going to be there, wasn't it, due to injury? Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice it to get them on. No, but there was on that. There was there, so it was nice uh, to see. It's say, nice, though. like you know, they uh, if you know, you could say that the White family was not used to their best in that ma- in that moment, but mm-hmm. it's still, it's you could, it's I'd rather if this is the biggest attendance record of WrestleMania, if this is the biggest WrestleMania ever. I'd rather have the white family on them doing this than not have them on. Same them. here. Yeah. It's... Agreed. Agreed. Um, the main event was, I I love Triple H, but it's like you know having him and Roman in the main event wasn't a great decision. Um, I remember a lot of people were thinking Especially, Samoa yeah. Joe was going to debut that night or at Raw. Um, there was a lot of buzz with Joe being the guy um, coming in, which. Honestly, would have made sense to have uh, Samoa Joe be Triple H's heavy, especially going against Roman. Um, matches. Which they so, did so. the year after. But yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts you guys had from 2016? Um, that main event was awful. Sorry. Um, this was... what. not to remember it. Mm, we was burnt out at that point. Yeah. And this was our yeah. first mania where it was like, holy shit, how long is this going on for? Mm-hmm. You know, you kept looking at your watch thinking, oh, I've been here how many hours already? I need I some sleep. I, I think after the cell match, everything was like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, can and we just go home now, please? <laughs> I remember by the time the main event rolled around, I was like... And it's nothing against Roman or Triple H. I was not invested in this match at all. Yeah, yeah, same here. You know, you knew, you knew Roman was gonna win. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, it's typical. So I'm like, during the whole thing, I'm sinking in my seat. I'm just waiting for it to end. Yeah, the entrance was cool. If that's the only thing I can take away from it, uh, the, the Triple H entrance cool, like, with the um. um other yeah, than that, until this moment, I can I do not know what Stephanie McMahon said. Where I could not no. hear. Oh yeah, I forgot about table. that. I could not hear her properly in the scene, and uh, I did not. Every time I watch it back, I just you know space out uh, when this match comes on, even if mm-hmm. after it's fine. Oh yeah, my event was. Uh, yeah, um, like I said, I like... Shane versus Undertaker was like the high point of you know. Yeah. The crowd was going and everything, mm-hmm. well, and everything, and the the women's match was amazing. So like yes. you had those two matches like right after each other and. Everything is gonna, you know, go down for me. Yeah. John Cena but, coming out was a great, uh, was a good surprise. Yeah. Got the people up that you were like, you know. There was no in between between the women's and the taker match. Like the normally there's yeah. something in between to sort of like bring us back down, but it was just like women's Hot. match. Wow, Hot. that was fantastic. 
then you're going to give us a Hell in a Cell match. So it was that we was burnt out. Two, you know, top matches. Yeah, yeah. And look like, at hey, this Triple H and Roman went to 27 minutes. It's like that's too much. Way too long. Way too long for the spot they were in for everything. They should have gone at least, you know, at most 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I would say even 16 would have. Yeah. Chris Jericho, AJ Styles was a good match as well. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that one. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Match. Yeah, the you know, match was also awesome. Yeah. Honestly, um, this mania, like, it gets a lot of hate for dragging, but it had a lot of great things. It did. Yeah. It was the first one where it went this long, though, wasn't it? This was the first of the, the oncoming the first one where, really yeah, long manias. No one, no one where they said, you know what, screw it. It's our own network. We can do whatever we mm -hmm. want. We're gonna. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna, you know, go until the lights. Uh, Overkill. Yeah. So like, See, if I was... WrestleMania itself was like five hours, and yeah. the pre-show was two hours. Yeah. Poor mm -hmm. Brian Saxton. Poor Byron Saxton had to sit through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> poor Byron. But um, um, you know, watching from home, it, I can, it, you know, that would be fine to watch at home. But people who haven't been don't understand the struggle. It makes you as tired. much as it's an, an experience. It is. It's a struggle. Like in that entire week, sleep. It's it's uh, irrelevant. It's, the it's sleep irrelevant. is absolute minimal. I remember after WrestleMania week, you crash for you sleep anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I you could sleep for like twenty four uh, hours when you get home. Like, <laughs> like if you remember, like uh, you know, the next day after Monday Night Raw, went to Houston. By the Greyhound, and oh. I was traveling back to New York that same night after SmackDown at 3 a.m. I took the red eye, and uh, you take you get to sleep wherever you can. You sleep on the bus, which I couldn't do because you know I wasn't comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sleep, uh, yeah, yeah. But the guy, uh, the guy next to me, slept like a baby. <laughs> but uh, like you sleep in the bus, you sleep in the afternoon, you sleep, you go to the show. You're you're afraid to miss shows, so you're not sleeping that well, anyways. Yeah. Then you come back. You have to wrap your you have to bubble wrap your chair if you if you have one. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing stuff and uh, like I remember that uh, night in in Houston, like I'm I called a cab to take me to the airport, and I'm waiting in the lobby, sitting there, and I'm just <laughs> I'm like yeah. I'm out, and then I get into the cab, and for me in regular stars of uh, in regular. Uh, and the regular, if I'm riding in a car with, you know, a stranger, as a, you know, a cab or a, traveling, I have the bags with me, I would not be, I would not fall asleep. I'd keep myself alert, but I could not. <laughs> Just crashed. I was, like, I was sitting in the, I was sitting in the chair, and I'm like, until we reach to the airport. Then I get on the plane, I put the headphones in my head, and I play, uh, do you guys remember uh, when they put the, when they had the WrestleMania Highlights package. They had that song "Victorious" by mm -hmm. Attic at the Disco. Mm -hmm. So I downloaded that song, and I'm I'm on the airplane. I play that song, put the earphones on, and unbeknownst to me, my music player is on repeat for the one track. <laughs> and I drift in and out of consciousness, and this song is in my ears for like a good thirty or forty minutes. Like, I'm, I'm sleeping, and then I'm up. The night we are Victoria. Okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, the, uh, right? You guys have that same thing where you, like, you know, the week after Mania, you're just flat out, your body is just, you know, mm -hmm. screaming I'm for dumb. sleep. 
Yeah. I'm like, going to rest wherever I want. The I second you get through that front door, you say, say hello to it, say hello, I'm just dropping I'm going to bed. Like immediate, straight I, to bed. I don't do it quite like that. I, I'm usually up. Um, as soon as I get home, I'm up, and but I usually take the next day off so I can sleep longer. But um, I still usually probably only sleep about like eight hours. But those are like the best feeling, like eight hours when you're sleeping on your own bed, returning from mania. Sure. Yeah. yeah, now better feeling than your own bed. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it. It makes you really appreciate, you know, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, because even after the night after, like after WrestleMania being seven hours and you being burnt out, you go home and you don't sleep. You're still a little. There's a part of you that's still amped up. You're, yeah. You know, yeah. I, was, I was just a mania. And speaking of which, I also have a good thing. I got WrestleMania 32 was when I actually got the Egyptian flag on TV during the show, and there was an Egyptian website called the Seventh Day that actually uh, had a screenshot of me doing it. And said the Egyptians make it to WrestleMania. <laughs> nice. They didn't make it thing. I was like, I was worried I'd be, I'd become a meme in Egypt, and people, you know, would take me fast. But you know, there was just a couple of memes that were complimentary, so I was like, yeah, dodge that bullet. <laughs> uh, and uh, I remember, you know, Houston, New York, get to the hotel room, just lay on the bed. I have people calling me from, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, I got to New York, okay, and everything, and it's like six or seven hours went by with me not contacting anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Leave me alone. I even, like, spent two days in New York. I didn't get out of Times Square. I couldn't, you know, I had no energy to go anywhere, do long trips or anything. Yeah. Just, you know, going to stay in this neighborhood. Um, it's amazing. So... Joe, mm -hmm. after your first WrestleMania, did mm -hmm. you did you there and then make the decision to go again? Yes, again? Um, I I mean, I had been wanting to go for years before that, um, but like tickets before that were even more insane. Like they used to like Mania tickets were ridiculously priced, um, like in the um, late 2000s, early 2010s, originally, like, I'm not sure exactly why they were so high. Um, they're, they're pretty much like this year's prices. Um, um, I was thinking about going to 2009 originally, um, cause, uh, Brandon went to that, but he was mainly going down there, um, to like, uh, meet some girl he had met online. And, uh, I didn't go down to that one, and then 2015, I was was originally going to be my first, but didn't wind up going that year, but after 2016, it was like, alright, this is going to pretty much be a yearly thing, no matter what, except for, you know, obviously last year and this year because of circumstances. This year. Um... But, yeah, it was basically right then and there, it's like, this has to be the new thing. My new yearly vacation. Uh, Pete, when did you know that this is going to be your annual ritual? As soon as I figured out how I could do it. Um, with, like I said, with the 30, I was very green. I didn't know where tickets were available or this and other. And then 31, 
there was like WrestleMania packs, and I was like, pack? What's this? And then I saw the tiers, the prices. Um, I think it was the silver one I had. It was like the most I could afford, you know, including spending money. And I thought, this is great. I'll just pay this. I pay WA one price, and they send me a pack with everything. It's hassle-free. Nice and easy. It's, yeah, it's a lot less stressful than, you know, booking tickets separately going in. Yeah, but once once I found out how to get individual tickets and then I'd seen the price for me doing it myself as opposed to a pack, I was like, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll buy my own tickets and then I've got loads more spending money and then I can just buy loads of merch instead. And I still get pretty decent seats as well. So, you know, I've done my... Oh, sorry. I've done my three WrestleManias where I've had, you know, row six. I've had row six, three in a row. So I've had my, like, you know, I've been on telly, you know, that's how you want to call it. Um, but I'm okay with a, you know, a mid, you know, somewhere in the middle seat, you know, first set of risers. The only gripe I have about sitting on the ground floor is people in mm-hmm. front of you. I'm constantly, like, looking left, looking right. Oh, this idiot! Not you, Mo. Um, we had a guy at WrestleMania 31. He had blue hair, and he kept standing on his chair. And I was so angry at this man. Yeah, my, I could have just thrown my shoe at him. My hair was shed black back then. Yeah, <laughs> I know it wasn't you. It was to my left, and he kept. Oh, and then um, there was a there's a Hulk Hogan guy as well. He's like a pretty old man, and uh, he had a sign: Hulk Hogan lives forever. And it was it was huge, and he just kept holding it up. And I was oh, so this guy. I could have gone and ripped his. Signing off, I was so angry at this oh, man, I he just wouldn't put young... it there. And yeah, I thought you meant the younger guy, but the younger guy didn't have a sign with him. So now he's quite old, and he always dresses under uh, Hulk Hogan. And he, he kept putting this sign up. And um, I remember the Undertaker entrance, it was smack bang in the middle of the ring, and he just would not put this sign down. I shouting out, Put your sign down, put your sign, and he wouldn't. And I, oh, it's just like that. You know, no offence to you, Mo, but the people in the front few rows, they feel like they're entitled. Oh, I've paid my money. If I want to put a sign up, I'll do that. Fuck the rest of the people standing sitting behind me. I don't care about them. You know what I mean? It's so... Oh. It's uh, it's not... Uh, yeah, I mean, Frustrating. Like, I mean, the, sign thing, the sign thing is horrible. Honestly, I don't I don't take signs because, you know, it's too much of yeah. a You know, I got the flag. The flag, is, uh, the flag is cloth, so it could just, you know, hang around my neck. Yeah, oh, and well, it's it's not even if it's a a giant flag either, is it? You have like a no, you know just, just a you know, average it's, size. It's, it's not like my you know span, ten foot wide to block everyone's no, view. No. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, grinds my gears and, that uh, does people with signs. Yeah, but no, front. no, the worst people are the ones who stand up and don't know when to sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I remember thirty one WrestleMania thirty one during the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. This guy kept you know leaving and coming back and. Uh, and he's like, you know, he's inward, so he has to pass in front of me every time he leaves and every time he comes back. And yeah. he comes and he goes to, uh, he's coming back during the match. And I'm sitting and he just stands in front of me. And now he decides to look at the ring and see what's happening and, you know, get enamored. And I was mm. like, sir, would you move, please? And he just, you know, moves on. But I don't have, but I shouldn't be the one to tell you that mm-hmm. you're. Yeah. The hell's wrong with you? There should be an unwritten law where it's like, you know, if you're in front of me, have yeah. a bit of respect for the guy behind yeah. you. I paid yeah, like a, a lot of money to sit here. I don't want to sit here and look at your head. Yeah. For, for most of the like at WrestleMania 34, there was this guy that they they had this you know very 
exclusive tier where you only got to see TakeOver and WrestleMania and they flew you out of New York and flew you back. It's something. And a lot of, and apparently a number of people who have not been to WrestleManias and don't know wrestling have been there. And there was this one guy who kept standing up during the matches and not even looking at the match, looking behind to just, you know, take in the crowd. Mm. There's a freaking match going on. We're trying to watch. Sit your ass down. Yeah. Like people would tell him to sit down, and this guy just cannot hear you talking to him. Until one person I, uh, that was sitting next to me apparently took the pack, uh, same package, and she just called out to him, and she said, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> like, read the room. Yeah. Frustrating people like that. Extremely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember for, uh, like, uh, 30, uh, like, WrestleMania 30, I was supposed to, you know, I just wanted to cross it off my bucket list. 31, I was thinking, you know, by 31, the, my, you know, me rationalizing to myself, I said, well, do it one more time. I mean, like, it was so good the last time, let's just do it one more time. And then 32, I said, it's the attendance record. I cannot not be part of the, you know, the attendance record. I yeah. have to go. And then, you know, after 32 was done, 33 is coming up, I'm like, well, I think it's time I stop lying to myself and just <laughs> that, you know, this I'm is a thing. Be doing this. Yeah, this yeah. thing that I'm going to do for every year. <laughs> and, and yeah, the rest is history. As, do you guys get any flack from non-wrestling friends who tell you, you know, why are you, why are you doing this every year? Could you be, be no, not really. Um, I, I had one person who questioned why I went to um Dallas for WrestleMania mainly because she assumed WrestleMania was just wrestling. She didn't really think of WrestleMania as a sole event. Um, that's really about it. Um, like, I've had people you know who have been like, "Oh, did you ever get hit with a chair?" It's like, yeah, you get hit with a chair when you're in the crowd, but that's really about. It. I've never really had like flack or anything for attending Mania. And he's back. Uh, did you guys get any of that, or no? No. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Nothing. <laughs> Start all over again. We're going to need it for an extra clip. We can't see you, by the way. Okay. Are you being uh, mysterious? Uh, there we go. Um, no, I've had, like, people who... Uh, I've never really had, like, flack or anything um, for, like, Mania, but I've had, like, people who have just, like, questioned, like, why you go out of town for WrestleMania because they don't really think WrestleMania is an actual event. Um, they just assume it's... They don't understand. Yes, correct. But that's really about the long and short of it. Like he said, weren't they just here? Why are you going there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like comparing you. It's like comparing your local team in a football game to the to the World Cup final. Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. What did you have, Pete? Um, the one gripe I get from wrestling fans, but mostly uh, non-wrestling fans. You know, when you announce it, as you do, I'm going to WrestleMania. The one question I can't stand: How much does that cost you? How mm -hmm. much does that cost you? Same. I can't. I'm like, dude, you've got the internet. 
have a look yourself. Don't ask me. That that is the one question that constantly. Well, how much did that cost you? It's like, dude, it's not even fucking business. <laughs> it's a loaded. It's a loaded freaking question too, because you know that he's gonna say, because you know the next one is why would you pay so much to? Yeah, yeah. But then when you break it down, you're like, well, I'm paying. This is for this ticket, this ticket, the hotel. You know, there's a lot to it. It's not, it's, you know, with a pack, it's um, a lot of different things you're paying for. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of money, but you're getting a lot in return. Yeah. But it, it just pisses me off that question. How much does it cost? You, you are. Oh, I'm thinking of going. I'm thinking of going. How much? They have no intention of going. You know that fully, full well. Mm -hmm. But they still want to know how much it costs. <laughs> It's like if you're thinking of going, then when when it's time to go, just ask me, and then we'll work it out together. Yeah, I just hate people it's asking; like they have no intention. And besides, once you're booking everything, you don't want to you don't actually want to think about the money you spent. No, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts looking at it. But you, you can't put a price on a good time. That's true. my philosophy with WrestleMania. Yeah, it might I cost me thousands, but can't put a price on a good time. Can't take it with I you. Another thing. No, you cannot. It's uh, it's weird. It's kind of like no one will understand what drives us to you know try to go every year and attend it except other wrestling fans. It's yeah. It's a it's, it's like, like a I bug. Always, <laughs> I always say this that I I feel sort of like I feel sometimes I feel sorry for people who don't understand or don't get wrestling because they have no idea what they're missing yeah yeah it's it's like they will never know what it's like to have you know be at a wrestlemania unexpectedly and have the rocks music just play and yeah you're exactly like, whoa the biggest star in the world coming in or yeah. like have the undertaker raise his arms and put the lights back on and and oh my god, or even like have see Rollins cash in and know what that means. It's yeah. There are like a, there's a lot of joy in wrestling that a lot of people are not gonna be are not gonna experience. Yes, yeah. it's, it's weird. It yeah. Makes you sad, you know. So it, like Why? you said, Joe, even at access, just the music it's, playing, yeah, it gets, gets you hyped. It's just music playing, but to us, it gets us exactly. where we need to be.